creepy, dirty Serbians clacking rocks together, decapitations, and oh yeah, a magical mystery-possessed train. We watched a muck train. We watch it so you don't have to, so you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me as always, my co-host, my best friend, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, say hello. I'm doing good. And hello. I'm probably should have said hello first, considering you said say hello. And I'm like, I'm doing good. I'm good. Man, I was uh, just fucking it up right off the bat. Yeah. Sorry, I've done that plenty of times myself. Yeah. Right off the bat, I screwed yeah, something so, up. Uh, well, I actually called in sick today. Yes. To work. So if anybody from work's hearing this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad chance of that happening. Though. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, this is this week. This is uh, first week of uh, April. Yeah. So, it's uh, April Fool's. Yeah. April Fool's, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sick. <laughs> hey, but we're doing a muck train. We are doing a muck train. And I got to say, that intro was pretty fun. You liked it? I, I enjoyed the intro. I especially enjoyed the Quad City DJs. <laughs> I'll ride that train and ride it. Oh, man. I have fond memories of that song in eighth grade. Like, that was like the first songs I dry humped to. Yep. You know? (laughs) On the dance floor at the teen center. Go on that. Michelle, Tamika, and Tanya want to ride this train. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we get to the movie, though, there's always have things to cover first. Uh, Starting off with our Horrible Horror March Movie Madness Tournament of Awfulness, our... uh, we just concluded the epically awful eight. Yes, the, the, the final eight. The final fucked up four is gonna coming come, up, coming at you. They have been announced. You can find out the winners and who is moving on to that fucked up four uh, in our little uh, mini bonus episode. So you can check that out. That should be out right now as mm-hmm. you listen to this. It should be out with it. Uh, so check that out. Also, um, next weekend, next weekend, the seventh is WrestleMania weekend. It is that time of year again? Yeah, brother. Get excited for that every year. Which, but. Not just for WrestleMania because we're big, we grew up big wrestling fans, and I still am. And uh, with it, we coincides with the WWE Hall of Fame. We decided to coincide with our Hall of Fame, so we will be announcing our newest inductees to the Horrible Horror Hall of Fame next week. All right, uh, they have been picked out, they have been selected, they are ready to go. They will be announced next week, part of our WrestleMania weekend episode. So make sure you check that out. Next week. How many times are you gonna say next week again? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's all I got. So uh, let's move yeah, on. Yeah, we're doing. We're 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 kind of you know trying to make your mouth water a little bit in <laughs> anticipation of what we got coming down the road. Yes, uh, they're called teasers. Ooh, teasers. Teasers. Appetizers. Appetizers. Yeah. Appetizers for your ears. I guess. Appetizers for your earbuds. Earbuds. Not your taste earbuds, buds, your yeah. earbuds. Yeah, earbuds. But we're going to give you your the full course right now. Yes, the full course. The main co- course right now. This 
movie, A Muck Train. A Muck Train. Was released in 1989. I have no specific date, just that it was 1989. A.K.A. Beyond the Door 3. Which we will come to, I was, yeah, we will get to that one. Um, this movie is not streaming anywhere currently. We have to, we had to buy physical copies of this DVD off of Amazon. It wasn't too much. They were like 10 bucks each. So I'm like, fine, whatever. I'll buy two copies. One for me, one for Aaron. Marshall, you're going to hate this. I found it on YouTube. Are you? F- ah! the, en- <laughs> the entire movie in picture perfect quality too. Son of a bitch. The entire movie. I didn't see that when I streamed it. <laughs> I'm, I'm. Spent $20 on this fucking movie. <laughs> Moon Goons, you can watch this for free right now on YouTube. Yeah, don't be a chump like me, apparently. <laughs> uh, but you know what that means? That means we have an extra copy, which means we can do another giveaway coming up. Where there we you give go. away some of our there movies. There you go. Uh, which that will we'll make that a part of it. Uh, so apparently it is on YouTube. It's awesome. on YouTube. It's um, for free. Now, uh, <laughs> when I typed in a muck train, it popped up and, you know, it said a muck train, but it said a muck train. It also said, you know, beyond, beyond the, the door, door three. three. Yeah. So it might be under that as well, but uh, I found it really easy. Yeah. If you type in like on IMDB, if you type in a muck train, it automatically switches to beyond the door three and takes you there. Yeah. Um, this movie, uh, it's probably, uh, fuck, I won't cover it at the end. It, it was renamed. Originally named a muck train, but then when it was picked up by its distributing co- company, whatever it was, they decided to rename it Beyond the Door 3 to piggyback off the success of the previous two movies, Beyond the Door and Beyond the Door 2. But the funny thing is, Beyond the Door 2 also had nothing to do with Beyond the Door 1. It was the same thing. They took another movie called like Shock or something like that, huh. renamed it Beyond the Door 2, shit it out again, and then they did it with this movie. They took a muck train and re- so none of the Beyond the Door movies have anything to do with each other. Weird. Yeah, they just renamed them and so, just shit them out. I wonder if it's kind of like remember when when they first started the Halloween season series. You know when Halloween was a thing. It was You're trying to say this was a Halloween three catastrophe? Kinda. I yeah. Don't, I don't think so. Well, but, I mean, well, th- I mean, the reason they made when they made Halloween it was supposed to be movies about that took place during Halloween. They, it wasn't necessarily supposed to. An, yeah. It wasn't necessarily supposed to be based on Michael Myers and his. You know. Well, that was the bullshit they came up with when they did three, and then they said, "Oh, we're wrong, we're idiots," because that was dumb. Let's go back to Michael Myers. Let's do, you know, what pays the bills? Michael Myers, not yeah. this dumbass, yeah, but business but, guy who wants to kill you by wearing a mask. But I mean, is it that same? Is it? It's uh, a good sound. Yeah. Uh, so is that? But is that what they were doing? It's like, oh, but if they were going to do that, I would like to have like maybe some crypt keeper kind of character sitting at the beginning. It's like, welcome to Beyond the Door. This episode, like a Twilight. You're talking like Twilight Zone shit. Yeah, or like or, or like Tales from the Crypt. Or like yeah. Tales from the Crypt. I don't yeah. think that's what they're going for. I think they were just being lazy and trying and to fuck faces. Fuck fa- yeah, yeah, just like doing bullshit. Uh, but anyway, so the movie was written by Sheila Goldberg. Um, she has eight credits as a writer. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, I've got wrestling on the brain now. Yeah, uh, including movies uh, Ghost House, Zombie Five, Killing Birds, and where she also wrote the dialogue. But she also wrote the dialogue for another horrible movie, horrible horror movie alumni. She was the dialogue writer for the 1980s Stage Fright, uh, which she was also made a brief cameo in as the nurse in one of the hospitals. So I'm yeah. like, huh? So there's another. She has a little link to our show already. Right on. Uh, only Stage Fright was actually pretty. Decent. Uh, it was directed by Jeff Kowitney. Uh, he only has four dir- credits as a director. Only four. Uh, he gave up directing to become a writer at that point. And then he has eight credits at, as a writer. Pretty much all of them are just cartoons, including Action Man, Animaniac, Street Sharks, Cow and Chicken, and Mummies Alive are some of his cartoons that he's written. Street Sharks. Classy work. Yeah. 
Uh, Animaniacs. <laughs> that was a that was a big one, but the rest of them, like, yeah, I've never heard of any of those. <laughs> You've heard of Street Sharks? That was Jaws. No, I said I said Street Sharks oh, and okay, Animaniacs. Okay, the others okay. I've never heard of. Oh, maybe Cow and Chicken seems vaguely familiar, but I could, yeah, that was uh, seems like like an early Cartoon Network or yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I think it was like same along the lines of like Cat Dex, Dog or something like there was no, like, like Dexter's Dog Lab and yeah. Powerpuff Girls. And, I think yeah, that generation they're right think, alongside those guys, yeah, like Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay, and I, that's right. Pretty good. All right, the cast we have Bo Svensson playing Professor and Drum Adramalik. Now this fucker's got a hundred and twenty credits, so he's been around the block a few times. Uh, he, but his biggest movies that he's been in again were Speed Two, and he was in Kill Bill Volume Two. Everything else were just bit parts and a bunch of shit. I, you know, not really worth. Who was he in uh, Kill Bill? I know I didn't two? write down who, but it was like it was, I'm sure it was a small part. But he was in Speed Two and Kill Bill Volume Two. Hmm. Uh, and then our main par- character Beverly is played by Mary Colnert. She's only got 11 credits, including Star Trek: Next Generation. She was in Mr. Baseball. Uh, with Tom Selleck, a small part, and then she was in, appeared in one of the episodes of Freddy's Nightmares, that short-lived TV right on. show. Yeah, uh, Mr. Baseball, I like that. movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. This is a very underrated Tom Selleck movie. I, I agree with you 100 percent on that. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, Mary Girl. Oh my God, her screen presence is kind of awful in this movie. It's she's just like what? <laughs> Are you sure, it's not captivating. <laughs> yeah, because I was captivated by something on this film. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so that's that's uh, we're gonna board up now. Get your boarding passes out. Get your tickets punched. Here we <laughs> go. Board as Ozzy would say. Ozzy, we're getting on the muck train. Here we go. <laughs> the muck train. Buckle in. Jesus. <laughs> so Christ. we open with the credits that say that uh, the credits say Beyond the Door Three. It's the first thing you see instead of a muck train. Uh, during the credits, he watches this ugly old blind woman's laying out cheaply made tarot cards on like a tic-tac-toe board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the problem is the whole, this whole premise is weird. Cause one, they're not really tarot cards. They're like, no. make it, they're like this card she made herself. They're just custom made with people's names and pictures on them. Uh, which again, they're not, what doesn't make them tarot cards at all. It's just like if I was making creepy cards. It's, it's like something a kindergartner would do on Mother's Day. Like I made a card, with mommy's picture on it, put mom on it. That it's basically that. Like if I cut a piece of cardboard off, put Aaron's picture on it, wrote Aaron underneath. Boom, that's my tarot card. There you go. That's what it is. Oh, and the best one is uh, the one that says Beverly, age twelve. That had a picture of a kid on it. So apparently, they couldn't even get like a modern. It's like a, some kid. <laughs> like all, she's surrounded by all these like old black and white pictures of, of adults, and there's this Beverly, age twelve. But it's it takes place when she's an adult. I just found that weird. Like, why is there a kid? Like, they could they couldn't put the actress Beverly on this card. They had to put a kid. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, during this, there's also shots of like, a large group of robed and hooded, like, occult members standing around, like, yeah. holding candles in front of this large black cube and, like, a run-down building of some kind, like an old warehouse yeah, or something. Yeah, some sort of know. ceremonial thing going on, and it looks like they're almost worshipping the... The, the black monolith from 2001 Space Odyssey. If you took Space all the stickers Odyssey. off of a Rubik's Cube, that's what you would have. It's just a giant black cube. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to a classroom where we meet our core group of characters that are all pretty much the same and virtually with zero distinguishing personality traits whatsoever. They're all the same. Yeah. Uh, we have Christy, who is the hot black-haired girl. She's the best-looking girl in the movie. Uh, then we have Richard, the black guy. I think he's a black guy. Hard to tell. Uh, Angel, who might also be ethnic, but I'm not sure. But all I know is he has a giant fucking head. <laughs> and he kind of look like, um, oh god damn it, who's the asshole who directed Iron Man? John Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah, kind of looks like John Favreau when he got like beefy. Kind 
Kind of. I could kind of see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I could kind of see that. But yeah, he's just a giant fucking head. Uh, they have Melanie, another blonde girl. Then we have Lawrence, who goes by Larry. He's just another blonde guy. And then Kevin, the good-looking, hunky guy with great hair. Does have choice fucking hair. His hair is amazing. It is. That is. Stupendous. He must, it's fantastic. He must use Suave Select. <laughs> That's some good stuff. Uh, their teacher hands them each of their, I guess, plane tickets or boarding passes or something and tells them not to lose them because it's a long walk back from the Baltics. And she goes on to say how lucky they are that they got they get to witness an ancient Baltic rite that only takes place every few hundred years. Uh, and also, by the way, it, they're freshmen. They're like they're freshmen, like which I thought was weird. Like I didn't think like freshmen would go like abroad your freshman year. Yeah, it I depends on what your major is, I guess. Uh, and that they'll be meeting Professor and Drama uh, Dramalik once they arrive in Serbia or. At Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia at the time, yeah. Serbia, the Baltics. That, yeah, that so region. this is prior to the uh, Serbian conflict, which happened in the 90s. Um, you know, actually, interesting little fun fact about St. Louis. Uh, during that conflict, a lot of the refugees actually relocated in St. Louis. So there's a huge... Uh, oh, wait, it's Bosnia. Never mind. Totally wrong. <laughs> Just uh, put my foot in my mouth. My What's mouth? up? All right, put that beer bottle in your mouth instead. Do that. Uh, all right, so, uh, yeah, speaking of today's... Uh, Drink of the day is brought. Today's episode is brought to you by uh, the Silver Bullet Coors Light, smooth, refreshing Coors Light, uh, <laughs> which is also a train. Which is a train. Silver Bullet train. <laughs> yes, it is the Silver Bullet. <laughs> Holy shit! I didn't even think about that. I wish I could. I could take credit for that one. Yeah. <laughs> think of that. But uh, anyway, so we cut to Beverly in the shower. Uh, this is the only pair of boobs you'll see in the entire movie. Uh, and that surprised me. I wasn't. I was like, okay, we get boobs, so a little but, bonus there. But she's they're painting up on her stomach, and she's got this really weird birthmark it's a on her stomach. Giant birthmark, this huge. It's like a foot long, flame like birthmark on her stomach, and she's standing taking a shower, so you can see her yeah. doing this. And then there's a knock at the door, yeah. and mom busts in. To which she's like, "Mom, don't you knock?" Yeah. Which she did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's standing in the shower with the shower curtain wide, wide open. open. So she's so, like. Yeah, she's taking a shower with the curtain wide open. So everyone can see her tits when they come in. Yeah. And she can be outraged. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bitch, close the goddamn curtain. And right off the bat, when that happened, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know this is going to be a fun movie. So, uh, yeah, I earned, I guess, wanting a drink of my beer right now. Uh, so uh, <laughs> he, uh, she, I'm sorry, she opens the door, Barry, you know, covers up. Uh, and the mom's speaking Serbian, so we have no idea what the hell she's saying. But Beverly says, tells her mom, mom, speak English because I don't, you know, I don't understand you when you speak Serbian. She says that, and that's to be is very important later in this movie. Uh, I don't understand when you speak in Serbian. So basically the mom then says, hey, you know, just, you want me to help you pack up? You need, and she's like, no, mom, get out. Yeah, she's being a real brat. She is being a brat for like no reason. Mom's just trying to be nice. Hey, you want me to help you pack like, your trip? Like, off the charts bratty. You know, so I'm like, okay, she's going back to her motherland. She's going home to, like, her heritage. I'd be excited. You know, like, when I went to Iceland, I was fucking pumped. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm like a quarter Icelandic, you know. Yeah, it's so, like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, that's another point. She's like, going, she, she doesn't seem excited to be going on this trip at all. No. She doesn't like any of the people she's going with. No. So it makes me wonder, why is she going in the first place? Because in college, if, there's something she would have to sign up for. Cause willingly, like, Absolutely. if you don't sign up for, like, a, you know, like, I'll just say... European history and just because you sign for that all of a sudden that means you have to go to fucking France for a week or, or Rome or something like that no you these abroad trips are all optional so that means she's willingly signed up and paid 
to do this, but she's like just acting like she wants nothing uh, to do with this whatsoever. Lame. What a dump. Uh. Yeah. So, um, where are we? Uh, the mom. Yeah, they finish back. Okay, but anyway, we we then we just skip ahead to basically Beverly and her mom walking through an airport talking about the trip. Again, Beverly snaps her mom when she refers to the other kids as her friends. She's like, Mom, they're not my friends. Yeah, she's blah. like, well, if you give me a chance, they'll be your friends. And she says, you're going back to the same location that your father is originally from. And this is so exciting. Yeah, so, I take it that, obviously that she was not born over there. This is, she was definitely, right. but. So, and then after she says that, she pulls out this old brown book. Uh, that says, it belonged to your father. It comes from the same region, blah, blah, blah. Here, take this with you. So Bev's like. Takes the book and says, "It's so weird." She's like, "Mom, not." She's kind of snippy and bright. And then she was like, "Mom, I love you." Like this, yeah, like she switches, switches. Like that. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird. It's odd. Uh, we then we cut the mom getting into a cab to go home. Now during the drive home, the cab we see gets passed by this large truck that's hauling all these like metal beams. I was a little confused at this by at first because the the whole thing so far has been. This girl's going on the trip, and now she's bitching on the trip, and now she's leaving for the trip, and then we're following mom. I thought it's the same thing. Like, why the hell are we following? And, and now, grand in the grand scheme of things, you don't follow for that long. But when you're watching the first time, like, why are we still on this cab? Why are we still yeah. on this cab? I what, get it. She my got thought the cab is like, ooh, home. what's mom gonna do? Is she? What's what devious thing has mom got planned? You know, that's like, kind of like where I'm going with this. Okay. okay. Uh, but so this truck hauling these metal. Beam. It's, it's like metal pipes and metal beams. Beam, mostly beams. Long metal Not quite trucks. like I-beams, but yeah, big beams. Uh, soon the truck passes the, the cab, and then we see this black car behind the cab sort of like speeding up and like swerving back and forth. Like you almost think it's going to rear end the cab. But then the car, the black car passes the cab and the truck. But as soon as the black car passes the truck, it slams on its brakes, making the truck slam on its brakes. This causes one of the straps on the truck to break loose, and a metal beam comes flying off. The back of the truck crashes through the windshield of the cab and impales the mother through the chest in the back seat. In an amazing reverse of physics, yeah. the pipe somehow what this this just this, this also fucking knocked me for a loop. Yeah. Okay? Cause the truck is going, you know, it's it's going forward. It's got forward momentum. It yeah. slams on the brake. The truck the, the beam should go forward All into the truck. Ergo, yeah. by the laws of physics. The beam should also be going in forward momentum because the sudden stop, sh- you know, it's the sudden stop. The beam should be going yeah, forward. Yeah, it, sl- it would go forward. Exactly. Somehow. Yeah. One. Just one just singular one beam. one singular beam. None of the other beams. One singular <laughs> beam defies the laws of physics and flies backwards, smashing through the window and killing yep. the mom, hitting her, plunging and hitting her like in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, like, like right in the dead center of the it's chest. Just, it's one beam. <laughs> Out of hundred hundred, oh, there was yeah, uh, easily. I mean, there was so yeah. While the rest of them obeyed the laws of physics, this one said, "Fuck it." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I love that point. Oh. It's such a great point because it is. It uh, doesn't totally doesn't obey the laws sense. of physics. It makes zero sense whatsoever. So they could have had, had a much better way. Yeah, a much better. <laughs> but no, I agree, hundred uh, percent. So we cut to Belgrade, Serbia. Uh, the kids exit the airport. That's really actually a hotel because it clearly says hotel on the back on the building, but it's supposed to be an airport. They meet up with the professor who's wearing like an all black, I mean, black hat, black clothes, black overcoat with a red scarf. Uh, <laughs> black shoes, black hat. And he has, and, and he and a cane. The boys are time bomb. And a cane. Uh, and they load up onto like this large boat, which is kind of like a, a barge type boat. It's like old. Um, 
So, and then we see this really, really short, you don't really, until you, until you actually see him with somebody else, but he turns to be really, really short middle-aged guy hauling ass down some stairs up onto the boat. He stops the professor, hands him a telegram that's for Beverly. That guy hauling ass down the stairs looked like he was wearing a David Byrne shirt from Talking Heads, like an oversized <laughs> suit. Yeah. His suit looks so big he, on him. He's so small. Yeah, I know, he's, he, you know if I had his shoulder pads in yeah. from the 80s? He's like running with his arms up his shoulders. It's, it's what it's, it made me think of like uh, the Talking Heads. David Byrne wore those weird, crazy, oversized suits. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's the first thing I thought of. So the telegram's for Beverly. And the telegram reads, regret to inform you, your mother was killed yesterday in a car accident. Contact school to arrange return. After reading it, the professor crumbles it up, tosses it into the river. So, okay. we are Now we know, Uh-oh. right off the bat, the professor's the bad guy here. Yeah. Also, how the fuck does that telegram get there so quickly? Grant, I know it's a telegram. And you you just- saw that little man running. He's got a job <laughs> to do, Marshall. <laughs> but, like, they wouldn't, like, she died right off the airport. That means, but... The police would have had to, an ambulance would have get there, get the body, well, okay. load it up. It's, Somebody had to. No, this not- is this is totally fine. This totally <laughs> makes sense. No, this because she died just minutes after she got on the plane. She has to fly across the, you know, on the other side of the world. Right. You know, it takes you know twelve hours to fly over there. You can't tell me that the police are like, oh, here's her wallet. Oh, she's got Mexican. Oh, she's traveled. All right. That's not a problem. That's a phone call away. That's not. That's not a big deal. All right. I, I still think it's a little quick, but I'll I'll I'll, succeed. I'll, I'll let go. Uh, for this one. Yeah, you should. She actually, once she got on the plane, they'd be like, we got bad news for you. <laughs> your mom's dead. Get your ass back on the plane. No movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. I, I, I'll let that slide. Uh, so the boat departs, heads down river. We cut to the professor sitting around a d- uh, dining table with uh, with the group of kids. He's telling them about the, uh, the passion play that they're going to see and how it dates back 2,000 years. And he goes on to say something about how the play is about a virgin to you or something like that. I didn't really catch it because some of the audio in this is very hard to hear and understand. Yeah, basically he's talking about how uh, this is almost like a reenactment of of, uh, some sort of scripture involving Jesus. But instead they're using a a woman, in particular a virgin. And everyone's like, ooh, virgin. Yeah, just the word virgin makes everybody giggle and laugh like school kids and smile. And and then the professor gives the students a red and black pin slash brooch. Which is the exact same shape and color of Bev Bev's birthmark. Which, by the way, never see these things again. They never come into the play. He's like, oh, here, you know, you wear these so they'll identify you or you don't know mark you. Like, okay, this is, something's gonna come from this. Right. Never seen again. They've never worn. You never nothing. It's just stupid. Um, Melanie says it looks just uh, says it looks just like Bev's birthmark, but she gets cut off before she can finish that sentence. And then Richard says, there's only one version that they all know of. And everybody's like, you know. Everyone looks at Bev. And, and then gets, they all snicker. And Bev, Bev storms gets, off. Yeah, she gets all pissed and she and storms off. And the professor goes, you're very rude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, right on. Uh, so the next scene uh, between the, the next is scene between the professor and Bev in Bev's sleeping cabin. Uh, again, the audio is pretty bad here, so I don't really get all that they're saying, but this, it basically ends with them hugging now for and some reason. And he gets all Joe Biden-y. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's getting, like, real... Very like, topical. Yeah. yeah, he gets all Joe Biden creepy. He, like, reaches out, touches her. He's like, I... He's like, I... He's like, they're just children. They don't understand. You seem different. He, like, touches her face yeah, and strokes it. Yeah, it's really creepy and Gives weird. her a hug and starts, like, stroking her ear and hair. Uh-huh. Like, and, and she just goes on. She's yeah. like... 
oh, and like hugging like he's daddy like, all of a sudden. So Uncle like, Joe. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what? This is a guy you've never even met before. He's, it's not like he's even your curb college professor. No, this is some dude you just met at an airport. It's non-sexual affection. That's the way Joe Biden describes it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be a creep, I just am. <laughs> so... The next day, our group is met by a midget as they get off a small rowboat on shore. Love it. I love it. I see a little person. I'm like, yay. Uh, they hike through a forest on the way to a village. As they hike, they pass random villagers who are just like oddly placed in seemingly just the most random places behind trees. It makes, this is, there's no rhyme or reason to this. They're just walking through a forest and there's people just standing around They're doing walking nothing. through a forest and it's just like, a, and these people look kind of fucked up. They're very pale. Yeah. These people live a hard life. Yeah. Very hard life. These are some hard living folks. Yeah, in this yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's just old, wrinkled, and dirty, and just if you got half sad. Your, if you got half your teeth. You're doing well. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, I think the forest is on fire because there's always smoke. There's so much smoke, fog, and mist, mist in this movie. It's insane. Yeah. I, I swear, like, there might, there's like a forest fire right off camera because there's so much smoke in this scene. Um, and uh, and then Bev has a brief encounter with a villager who looks like Gollum, too. Yeah. And she drops a glove and bends on to pick it up. This guy picks it up for you. And he looks up smiling. He looks like fucking Gollum. It's really creepy. Um, they ride with this village. Uh, the villagers are all standing in silence, staring at them. And this village, it's like going back in time. But it reminds me of the village from Resident Evil 4. Fuck yeah, it does. Did you think That's that too? That's exactly what I thought. I was waiting for you to like comment on that. And if you didn't, I was going to bust your balls. Because <laughs> the first thing I thought of was like the Gondos. The Gond- what, are the, what are they called? The Gondos? The, so, I, yeah, I don't Yeah, remember. it's like the village of Resident Evil 4. The opening village of Resident Evil It's the yeah. same goddamn village. It basically it. Out in the middle of the woods. It's just creepy old. Dude, even the there. layout. They're like thatch huts. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like the layout's even similar. It's like, oh, there's a fenced off area. I'm like, where's the cathedral? Yeah, I think, like, where's the church? That's where's like the, the bell tower? Where's the bell tower? Yeah. It's I, so right on the... They, the characters look like they... Just waiting for a, a woman with a back sack of hand and a chainsaw to come yes, out of the door somewhere. Yes! That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, man, they owe this, this movie some royalties. <laughs> they probably do. That's probably where they got the idea from. They're like, no one's going to see this piece of shit movie. <laughs> Here's our idea. Such a great atmosphere. I will, but thank you for saying atmosphere because I will say up to this point... The atmosphere was actually pretty good. Like yes. for a horror movie, like okay, creepy, dirty, weird. Everything's like, dead. Like ancient the, village, ancient you village, know, creepy even, villagers. And like, the professor even comments on, he's like, "You're going to go back, back in, in time. time." Yes, I'm like, okay, cool. The atmosphere, and environment here, feel like I'm feeling yeah. it. I'm feeling it yeah, up to this me point. Me too. So, uh, the professor tells them that his friends will show them where they're going to be staying, and like, but then he singles out Bev and says, "No, you are coming with me again." Kind of creepy because all the other kids go off to their own pair off in pairs of two yeah. uh, to go off to their like bunk or hut or wherever. And Be- he's like, Bev, you're coming with me. And he leads her off by herself, like really far away from the others, too. Like, yeah, w- like, and she's she's got the she's the bell of the ball. Yeah. She's got the biggest hut. <laughs> <laughs> so Professor takes Bev to where she'll be staying, like I said, which also happens to be the hut house of the ugly blind old woman uh, we saw at the tarot cards earlier. Who the professor introduces as Vesna, who is not only ugly and blind, but she's completely toothless too. And she's always got this giant grin, you know, yeah. showing no teeth, yeah. you know, mouth open. It's it's she's really showing off those gums. Yeah. Not showing off those pearly whites, nope. showing off those blood soaked gums. <laughs> uh, and the professor then talks about having some hot soup. 
And he says hot soup like five <laughs> fucking times in like 30 seconds. It's the weirdest writing. Like who? That is some of the worst writing in this movie. He's like, like, I am cold. I'm going to have hot soup. soup. I like hot, hot soup. soup. Would, you Would you like, like some, some hot soup? soup? You should have, have some, some hot, hot soup. soup. I really think you should have some hot soup. <laughs> like, just say soup. Like, God, why are you saying hot soup over and over and over again? It's I so kind of loved it. It's so weird. It's really weird. But it kind of helped the scene, too. Because it's like, it's such a weird environment and the guy keeps saying hot soup it's so, like a weird accent <laughs> so after he has so he drinks some avalado and then he pretty much forces bev to drink some of the soup and pretty much as soon as she does she passes the fuck out she's out cold yeah, she's just go stiff as a board and just bloop, over she goes <laughs> he catches her yeah like he knew this was happening which is weird because he drank the same soup too, and then she drinks it. He's pa- she passes out, but he's fine. He's he's gonna become immune to that hot soup. Yeah, because he's had so much. Uh, now we cut to these two villagers carrying a bucket filled with blood and and a dead chicken. Dude, which again makes me think of Resident Evil. More Resident Evil esque type. It's like weird because it's like you always see that bucket of stew. You know, that, like, like what's in this... Like, when you're searching the village, <laughs> yeah. you come across some disgusting bucket, like, ugh, you're they investigate eat? The, investigate the yeah. It's just disgusting How stew. could they eat this? <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? They actually say that. Well, it's like, they, yeah. how do they eat this? Like, this is gross or something. Like, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, this is exa- this is fucking Resident <laughs> Evil 4. I'm waiting for fucking Leon Kennedy to come through with and start shooting people. Jesus. Yeah, I, I, a hundred percent. It totally is. I, is, I can't. Yeah, it's insane how much it, how similar it is. So the, the people with the dead chicken bucket, they go f- from hut to hut, painting chicken blood on the huts where all the kids are staying. So it's very Old Testament shit here yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Very Passover mm-hmm. kind of weird thing. Uh, and then they nail boards across the door to seal them inside. Um, I guess they forgot to think about think this through because the problem with that is the doors open inwards. So they basically did absolutely nothing. They, they could made just, it a mild, mild inconvenience. You can just open a door and like, oh, there's a border. Let me just step underneath it. Right, because right. that's basically what, that's what they're doing. Or, oh, I'm, I can probably smash through this pretty easily. Yeah, or let me go through the not the, basically the window that's not even a window because there's no glass anywhere. It's just an opening in the wall. But they, but nobody does that either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, they 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 board them all shut. Yeah, you know? so and, they go, and they're not discreet about this at all. No, like, thank you for that. Thank you very much. That's a great point. I'm glad you said that because um, we, they as they're nailing all the boards in place, they go and show all the kids are asleep in the huts. Dead asleep. Which I, again, call bullshit on because, first of all, it's the middle of the fucking day. Why would they be sleeping? The only thing I can think of is jet lag. You know, you're fucking tired. Maybe. You're pooped. I mean, jet lag's a real thing. I, I get that, but I'm like, the first, like, they just arrived at the yeah, huts. Like, here's where you're going to be saying, I would think they would... Overcome st- a jet lag, you try and stay up as long as you can. But also saying, like, okay, we just you're got in here. you Creepville. Yeah, like, you're who's going to fall asleep that easily? And, like, you just got to, they would probably be like, oh, let's look around. We have yeah. some kind of itinerary. We're supposed to be doing something. Yeah. No, if they just go straight to sleep in the middle of the fucking day. Very trusting. Not only, yeah. Of these creepy fucking gondados. Yes, you know? exactly. And now on that, there's banging, like, bam, bam. There's basically that going right, yeah. right in their ears. Because, right, like, yeah. there's no distance. It's just, how they sleep through this is beyond me. Unless they had some of that hot, hot soup. Maybe. Maybe they awesome that hot soup and some they just passed soup? out. <laughs> he just goes around labeling hot soup hot and everybody. Soup. Um, so anyway, then we jump to Bev. She's asleep in a bed. Vesna walks up to her. If things aren't creepy enough, 
she runs, Vesna's the old woman, starts running her hand up, it, up the inside of Bev's leg, up to her crotch. She's basically... Vesna basically is fingering Bev. Finger-banging Bev. She's finger-banging Bev, and she looks up and smiles. It's large. Please, she's, she's like putting her hand in there and just goes... <gasps> with a big giant fucking toothless, toothless grin. smile. Looks back at the professor like... <sighs> and yeah, nodding. Nice. Like, <sighs> and then, again, how Bev doesn't wake up from being fingered by that old hag, I have no clue. So we got people hammering boards into... Doors and, and, finger and, and finger banging these people, and nobody wakes up. Nobody, <laughs> dude. I want some of whatever they're having for sleep because yeah. I have rough nights sometimes. I am too lately. Like I'm not people like give me some of that hot soup. Yeah, I need some hot soup. <laughs> hot soup. Hashtag hot soup. So now, next we see the professor. He just leaves the village. He just we see him walking away from the village, and he ends up in some rundown building. And it was, like I said, I think it's some kind of, it could be an old warehouse or an old factory or something, but it's run down, overgrown. Uh, he walks up to the giant black Rubik's cube, you know, basically black cube, uh, which begins to release smoke from the top of it. So smoke yeah. starts rising blue out. Blue light starts coming out. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, there's just so much smoke in this movie. Every it's like every scene has smoke in it almost. Just about every scene. Uh, he stands there staring at it in silence. And then we just cut back to the kids sleeping in their beds. Um, all of their beds and all of them spontaneously combust into fire. They're showing everyone sleeping. And then, just to make it interesting, boom, poof, fire. Every fire. Beds, all the beds are on fire. Beds are on fire. Now, I will, I have a, I'm going to rant about this a lot through this movie. I, I, several times I know I'm going to say this, but this is the first time. I think this movie is insanely irresponsible when it comes to the safety of their actors. Yes. Because uh, I'm pretty much sure there is zero stuntmen used on this movie whatsoever. I agree. Not only do they set the bed on fire with, with the actors in them, they also have the actors leap onto, later they have the actors move, sleep onto a moving train. They have them dangling underneath the moving train cars. And, and, and so there's just so much crazy shit going on that it's just what the fuck was happening. Like the, the, the insurance on this movie would have been astronomical. Through the roof. Through the roof. But we go back to the beds being on fire with the actors in, <laughs> in them the with no protective gear of any type. There's clearly no like bulky clothes hiding protective yeah. fire gear. They're not gooey like, with that fire protective gel. They're just they're hanging just, out. And they're just sleeping in a bed completely on fire. And then they, so the fire starts spreading now to the huts they're in. They start, the kids start waking up. Finally start waking up. They're like, oh, shit, fire. And they jump out of bed. The actors have to run through fire to get to the doors, which are sealed. Um, as we watch each pair of kids start, you know, waking up and trying to break out of their fire-engulfed huts, which are really on fire. The huts themselves are engulfed in flames now. Yes. They're, they're surrounded by fire. fire. No CG fire. Real fire. <laughs> Real actors, no stuntmen. And then, so, they're all trying to, they're banging at the door, trying to get it open. Uh, again, like I said, there's, win- they, we see a window in the hut. There's no glass. Just yeah, go- just go uh, through the fucking window. That they don't. Do a Leon running jump and yeah, roll. Exactly. Yeah, just like Resident Evil. Uh, but then Richard, for some reason, he's paralyzed in a trance. So, yeah. He does, uh, like, he, he does like the Undertaker sit-up. Sit up, yeah. The Michael Myers Undertaker sit-up. And just sits there in bed and like this And he sits trance. there and his, his bunkmate, Kevin, 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 he's yelling at him going, Richie, come on! Wake up! Snap out of it! And he's just staring, dead center, dead, dead stare, thousand yep. yard stare, staring away while he's getting burned yeah. alive. He never, he never, he never gets out of his bed. He just sits there as the fire spreads until he too catches on fire. Like Kevin's screaming, he just sits there. 
I will say that the mannequin they used for Richard was pretty decent because it actually did kind of look like Richard for well, the most part. That's the thing, Marshall. They actually lost an actor in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually, they, really, they were just going to show yeah. Richard on. Original movie, this movie's called Face of Death. This was the original <laughs> one. They just burned him. They, you know what? We better put a mannequin in there. Yeah. Um, but the mannequin, I mean, you can clearly tell it's a mannequin, but at least it looked like Richard. Yeah, it did. So... Kind of Michael um, Jackson-y. Yes. I thought the same thing. Like, very, like, like Jackson. early 80s. Yeah, like, beaded thriller yeah, Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah. Uh, so, um, anyway, uh, so Richard death, Richard's death now somehow jolts Bev awake. Because she sits on the bed screaming his name, which, what? I don't, so now she's, sure. now she's, like, telepathic or an empath, empath, empathically linked or something. I don't fucking know. Uh, she runs to the door. She finds it locked. Then she gets attacked from behind by Vesta, the, the old hag. <laughs> the old finger-banging hag. And, but Bev's able to knock her down pretty easily, and she makes her escape. All the other kids manage to escape their fire-engulfed huts, while villagers just stand around clicking rocks together, yeah, staring at them. The villagers are sitting there watching the kids, like, burst out, like, finally, like, kick down the boards that were nailed in, or break, break off door. parts yeah. of the door. And they're all just sitting around watching. They're not trying to stop them. They're not trying to catch them. They're not trying to kill them. They're not trying just, to stop the fires. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just there. sitting there clacking these rocks together. Yeah, tiny rocks over just and clack, over. Clack, just clack, clacking clack. these rocks. I don't have anything really to clack with. But it, you know, it, it, it almost sounds like, like it's clacking rocks. But at some point, it almost sounds like there's like a thousand like like clack clam or uh, uh, crabs or lobster claws is clickety clacking, clickety clacking too. Weird. Okay. Um, I didn't think about that. I don't know. It's it, when. All right, fuck it, never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm an idiot. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the kids they they get they can't get and they run off into the forest. Uh, they make it through the forest and they find yeah, they, it. They, they, they run out of the village. Yeah, they, run they run out and they're just like, "We gotta go back for Richie. He's dead. He's dead. We gotta get out of here." Okay, you know what? I'm on board. I'm like, "Yeah, you gotta get the fuck out." Considering these guys trying to just burn you alive. Uh, and also, out. there's yeah. never any explanation why Richard was in a trance because it never no. happens again. Nobody mm-hmm. else is ever in a trance. Nobody's like casting magic. Well, there's spells. a lot of things that happen to some people in this movie. You have no fucking idea why it happens, no, but it true. happens. So. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, that's a very good point. <laughs> so they make it through the forest and they and they break the tree line. And they find themselves like in this open countryside. And they find train tracks. They see a train coming their way, so they all run to the train. They're waving at him like stop, stop. But easy, they're just going on. Yeah. Uh, again, no stuntman used. They just, but Drex's like, all right, go jump on that moving train, guys. And, and they, they do, do. Because the camera's right there. It's not like a distance shot where they could hide the mask and stomach. Nope, it's right in their face. Actors jumping these onto a moving train. actors and actresses are running, jumping onto a train. And keep in mind, these are actors and actors are like, nobody. Like, it's not like they have an experience list, like a long list of credits and right. done, done stuff. This, some of this is probably like the first and only jobs. Like, yeah, these so are not, we do what now? <laughs> it's not like stuntmen trying to act. Yeah. You know, it's like, these are just people trying. Like, yeah. Let's jump on a train. Sure, director. <laughs> uh, all Except for Melian, though. She she trips while trying to chase on the train, causing it to leave her behind. Um, Larry then decides it's a good, uh, some for some dumbass reason, decides it's a great idea to jump off the train. A real smart move here. I I kind of I I see why he did it. I I, I get it because it's like I get it too. Gal. But at the same she's time, all by herself. She's gonna be Foxville. He's gonna try and you know be the hero. Uh, be in the hero. But he the plan doesn't work that way because he breaks his fucking ankle as soon as nope. he hits the ground. He jumps off at the worst place to jump off. on a hill. On a hill. On the hill. Not the flat ground. On the hill. Yeah, he's just like breaks his ankle. He's sitting there waiting. He sees her fall. They're going for a minute. And he's yeah. like. 
Hold on. Where's the worst place to jump? There it is. Here I go. Hero time. <laughs> Breaks his fucking ankle. Um, so Melly helps him out, and the, the two of them start limping after Melanie the train. becomes more of a burden for him. Yeah, even more. <laughs> She'd been better off by herself. Like, seriously, all she just... You even have to jump. Just yell at her, follow the tracks. Yes. All you got to do is keep following the tracks, and eventually you'll we'll get to the, tra- the train. We'll follow stop the train. You'll stop the train. Keep following the tracks. That's all you have to do. You don't jump off the fucking train. And, yeah, like, it's a great point. Now he's more of a burden on her than if it wasn't, if he yeah. just stayed on it. So, um... On the train, Kevin tells the others that they need to stop the train so the others two can catch up and get on, blah, blah, blah. So off the group goes. They enter the passenger car, which is filled with some of the ugliest, hardest living Dude. people you've ever seen. Yes. It, this movie from here on out, it, it, I, 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 don't, I know I say it later in my notes somewhere, but I'm going to say it now. Is This movie is so bleak and depressing. Their the, casting call was, are you ugly? Are you depressing? Want to be in a movie? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I get, so I mean, great. They did a good job showing the hard working heart, like poor rundown. Eastern like, European. But at, the, yeah. but at the same time, this movie itself is just, there's no color. There's like, good luck finding the color green in this movie. Grays. It's grays, blacks. browns, blacks. Everything's dark, foggy, smoky, wet. It, it's just, it, it's just like <laughs> ugly, ugly, depressing, bleak movie visually. It's, it is so it's like what? It's like East St. Louis in November. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, so depressing. It's true. I don't know how many people get that, but yeah, that's fucking hilarious. That's so fucking hilarious. Uh, so all the least. <laughs> it, it is. It's this, it's this super depressing movie, um, and also. And here at this point, from here on out, like I said, that good atmosphere vibe we have from the village. Gone. Yeah. Just snap your finger. Because from here on out, the atmosphere is not creepy, not horror movie-esque. It's completely different. It's just It's just weird. fucking wackadoodle from it's here on out. It's really weird. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, everything... Like, uh, oh, I just had a drain depression right there. Uh, Christy finds the emergency stop lever, and she's about to pull when in comes the train's conductor demanding to see their tickets. Uh, Kevin and the others try to explain to him what happened, and that they needed to call, uh, they needed to call help. They need a conductor to... Uh, Stop the train, but the conductor doesn't understand them or doesn't seem to understand them at this point. Bev comes up, takes over, suddenly speaking perfect fluent Serbian, which this is where I call total bullshit. It makes zero sense because she at the beginning she tells her mom, I can't understand you when you speak Serbian. Yeah. No, if you you cannot speak a language I, fluently if you don't understand it. I let it slide. She's being a bitchy youngster, like a bitchy kid. She wants to be American. She wants to. I'm an American. She is American. Well, that's the thing, but her mom and dad aren't. You know, her mom and dad aren't. But she's. I think she's just being a bitchy little. Like I don't understand what you're saying. I didn't know? take it that way. I thought it was like she. They were really like, hey, I don't understand this language. I don't. I'm American. I don't get it. But now she's speaking perfectly fluent Serbian. Whatever. Uh. And then Tuck agrees to help him, who also now suddenly speaks fluent English. Yeah. He's, he's like, the whole time, I don't understand like, what you're saying. I know. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, once the once the gal speaks Serbian to him, he's like, okay, now I'll use my English. Yeah. <laughs> you can speak my language. I might as well start speaking yours now. Yeah. It's like, what? You, you Was that? Were you just being a dick there for being a dick? Like, you can clearly say what you're Because they're saying, like, you got to help us. You need... And you're just saying, like, yeah. oh, I do not understand. You're just like, no, no, no speak English. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> Fucking makes no sense. What an asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he helps him and he takes him to like the VIP first class car, which I, I guess is supposed to be. It's anti because he's like, no one ever can afford a ride in it. Only kings and queens. Yeah. And 
you Americans who have twelve dollars between you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I can feed my family for a year with this. Uh, and, well, it's not totally empty because there's this weird robed hooded guy. That just sitting on the floor playing a flute the whole oh, movie. He never speaks. You mean the merchant from Resident Evil 4? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, what stranger? <laughs> I wish he would. I just yeah, if he would just open up like his robe and like this shit dangling. <laughs> Come back anytime. <laughs> I got the bigger case for you. <laughs> God, that's exactly what I thought when I saw him sitting there. But he's not. He's not. He's not the merchant from Resident Evil 4. However, he does have the ocarina from Legend of Zelda. (laughs) Which he's playing beautifully. He plays some beautiful flute music. He plays a great ocarina. (laughs) So now we cut to a dark cargo or luggage car or something like that where we see a mystery person crawl from behind stacks of luggage. And that's it. We just jump back to the others. The conductor tells him. Some guy's creeping around in the luggage. Uh, the conductor tells him that there's nothing he can do for them right now, but they can call the police when they get to the next stop, which should be in about 20 minutes. Another important thing to keep, in fact, to keep in mind on 20 minutes. Did you say 20 minutes? I thought it was two hours. He took 20 minutes. Uh, I, I heard 20. I heard two hours. All right. I heard 20 minutes. Either way, my point I'm going to make is, I think, still valid. Cut to Larry and Melanie making their way through the wooded countryside. Uh, Larry's hopping along, says his ankle's broken, sits down next to a dead fallen tree. Uh, he tells Melanie to make him a splint. While he she while she starts snapping branches off the dead tree, he looks up and sees two of the villagers spying on him from behind a tree. Um, they go back to the train. Bev and the flute players share a moment. I don't know. They lack eyes or something. Yeah, and you know what? When that guy asked me if it make a splint, there's tons of dead wood everywhere. Yeah, make a fucking crutch, man. Get a little something. To yeah, kind of support a, a walking you. stick. A yeah, walking exactly. Stick. He doesn't do that at yeah, all. You, That's good a idea point. on the splint. Get a fucking stick to walk with, asshole. Instead, you lean on that. Yeah, guy. stop making the like, girl carry your yeah, ass. No shit. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, back on the train, like I said, Bev and, and flute players share a moment. Uh, we go back to the car- go- cargo car where a mystery person starts going through various pieces of mail and stealing money as yeah, she comes across it. Like he's opening it he's like heating it up on the flame and just the like steam loose, it. The, yeah. the steam it. Yeah. yeah the steam, steam it. it and kind of open it up and, you know, taking out, Ooh, there's American dollars. And, yeah. You know, taking out. Not, not taking all the money. I'll just take like one bill or yeah, something like that. Off just each little envelope. bits here and there. Uh, we go to the engine car where we, the, we, where the engineer and the coal shoveler. Uh, or doing their thing. Uh, the engineer looks up and sees the tracks up ahead are on fire now. So he slams on the train's brakes. The train comes to a stop. Uh, the engineer gets out to go get a closer look at the tracks. Kind of see if something's on fire. Is it something that... that well, there's like, something's on fire. The tracks yeah, yeah, are on fire. Yeah, yeah. And I... Yeah, I, I understand why he stopped, but it's part of me was just like, you could probably just fucking smash through it. Exactly. You know? Well, it certainly, yeah. certainly can. Yeah. It certainly is capable of doing that. We'll find out later. Uh, but yeah, so uh, he gets out to go look, check it out. Um, as he walks towards the fire, he sees a mystery man walking through the fire towards him, towards the engineer. And that's when we see a red scarf snake its way under one of the rails and wrap around the engineer's ankle. The train's whistle blows, and the train slowly begins to chugga, roll forward. Chugga, chugga, chugga. Starts, starts Very, very slowly, yes. The engineer frantically shouts out to the coal guy to stop the train. At least I assume that's what he's saying, because I don't know what the fuck you're speaking. They're speaking Serbian. There's no subtitles. There's no subtitles. No, which is a really weird. Like, no so subtitles. I watched this on YouTube. Okay, I still have my DVD case 
Were there subtitles? I watched my own DVD and there are no subtitles. No subtitles on anything. No, no. Because there's parts of this movie where they're speaking nothing but Serbian. Exactly. For long, long periods, periods of time. time. Yes. And there are no subtitles. No. It's, it's an oddity of movies. Like, really? Like, you're going to put really? this much care? This much? This much? Like, there's characters. There's actually characters that go back to several times. <laughs> yes. In this movie... They're not speaking any English. No. We have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> 100, yeah. Unless it you blew, speak It blew my mind that that was a thing. I was like, I get like maybe one or two words. Like, okay, a little sure. bit. But it's like the entire movie, zero subtitles. Like a scene here or there, you kind of under, you can just understand. when, Especially when the conductor's yelling, like this part, stop the train. Yeah, you can tell, okay, he's yelling, stop yeah. or help or something. Like that. But there's the scenes later, like, okay, what the hell are they saying? Might be good to know. Good luck. You're never gonna know. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, so the train dude tries to shut down the coal burning furnace, but when he does, the fl- the fire in the furnace erupts out of the, the gate, the door on the furnace, knocking the coal shoveler over. Knock, knocks him back into and down, causing him to fall to the floor. Fire erupts out of the coal chute door, whatever you know, where the coal gets shoveled into. Coal dude is then magically lifted into the air, where he levitates above the ground. Like he's like swimming through the air or something like that. Yeah, the effect was pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It just looked like he was holding himself full up a little bit, like lifting one leg and trying to keep one leg on the ground. So like, oh no, I'm floating. <laughs> but then some magical force starts pulling him towards starts the open door of the furnace. Sucking him into the flames. While he's like desperately trying to hold on to like a pipe or something. Uh, and now it goes back and forth between the engineer and the coal guy, both screaming in horror. The coal guy has lost his grip on the pipe, so he's 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 sucked you know, like, into. If there's like a real movie, like it was something you see like a space movie, like he'd be sucked out yeah. the airlock. Only it's going like really it, slowly. We go back to like the, the ice thing with the the, the, the bulldozer <laughs> or the Austin Powers thing, the Zamboni yeah. thing. So slow, <laughs> slowly he's like helping himself. Oh no! Let me put myself into <laughs> yeah. this fire. Oh, I'm caught a little bit. Hold on. There we go. I mean. <laughs> It's so slowly it's man, really getting pulled into this fiery furnace. Yeah. Well, outside, the engineer is getting run over by the slow, also slow-moving train and gets decapitated by the cow catcher. Yeah, the cow catcher on there, kind of, it comes over Which and rolls over. It's also called a pilot, by the way. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's called a pilot. But that effect was pretty cool. I did like it. I will say I did like the cow catcher cutting his head off. Just cutting his head off and still smearing it into the tracks. It was yeah. a cool-looking effect. It was. It, I, will give him very, yeah. I will definitely give him credit for that. That effect was pretty great. Um, inside the coal trucker gets fully sucked into the furnace now. Uh, gotta say, again, stunts this movie insane because this couldn't have been safe. He's basically in a room of fire. He's, he's in a fucking oven, basically. <laughs> they put him in an oven on there's, fire. There's fire all around him. I'm sure. And they that... pull him, and it's not like he went through the fire fast when he had time to get burned. No, it's like painfully slow. This guy is getting burned on his face. There's no... Pr- yes, he's wearing like long coveralls, so that's good, but no gloves on his hands, nothing to protect his face and his eyes as he's getting pulled through fire by like an inch at a time. I'm sure there was like more lighting effects than actual fire, but man... The back was, yeah, but you can clearly see yeah, the fire. Definitely fire! He's going through fire! He really is! It's like, yes, when you see like when a Marcel guy jumps through a hoop of fire... Yeah, it's still there's still a fire. That's he's going through a very very small hoop. I yes, mean, yes, yes. But it's still it's he flies through fire, it. He's dude. going very slowly, he's slowly through, this, through fire. this fire. So <laughs> this poor guy, Jesus Christ, 
And he probably didn't get paid dick either. No. He only didn't get make money for this. He's going to go back to his small village. Like, <laughs> I was in a movie. Why, why are you missing your eye? It was a great role. <laughs> <laughs> I bring home two ducks and a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> we eat like kings. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so it turns out the conductor has also gotten off the train at this point to see what the problem was. Uh, but the train is, like I said, starting to move again and it's starting to speed up. And the conductor's trying to find his way back on, but you see the doors are like locking on him. Yeah, he can't get he's, on. He's trying to get on. The, the train starts to pull away and he runs and jumps on the back of the well, train. Well, not exactly the back because the, the, the doors are being magically held shut. Uh, the Kev, Kevin and the other guys are trying to open them, but they can't. And that's when more magical shenanigans happen. Is because oh, yeah, the I forgot joints. To mention, I forgot to mention this. Yes. The, the joints or the hooks or something that link the train cars together. One of them unlatches by itself. Just magically unlatches. Yeah. So you get it's like the back half of the train is falling away, and the other half is speeding away. So yes, the, the passenger car has been separated. There's no yes. more passengers. And whatever was behind them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the, the but then. Uh, the conductor, so the conductor is able to grab onto the, the new back yes. of the train, like the part yes. that's separate. He grabs on the back of that, um, and he starts to pull himself up. But that's when the recently detached cars now come flying quickly, Comes. like they're picking up speed <laughs> like somehow, flying forward with no engine, no engine, no, Again, per, no method of propulsion, no propulsion whatsoever. <laughs> but they're now moving faster than the train with like, the engine on it, really fast, <laughs> really fast. <laughs> it comes flying into view. The de- de- detached cars smash into the conductor, crushing in between the two train cars, <laughs> causing it to explode. Like, like a, a water balloon. Yeah, it's like a bag of blood. It's like they had a big, like, five-gallon sack of blood. It is bloosh. <laughs> it's just a bloody mess. <laughs> no bones, no body parts, no, just, just blood. Just a bag of blood. Just a blood bag explodes. <laughs> and then the train rolls on into the night. Uh, which, okay, so <laughs> the kids now start trying to open all the windows, but they can't even get the windows open either. Everything, they're locked in. Bev looks over and sees Vesna's ugly ass outside the window laughing with her toothless grin. Like, yeah, she's like hanging on the side of the like, car. Yeah, after like the Wicked Witch of the West, like riding a broomstick yeah. outside the car going, ah! yeah. and, she, she, and then she just disappears from into the fog because it, yeah. <laughs> it's more fog. And she, yeah, she falls out of sight. Um, not saying anything at all about seeing the woman flying yeah, in the window. She seems pretty okay with it. She does. She's like, she doesn't even like do a double tag or like an, or, or put her gag. hand over her mouth or clutch her pearls or she anything. She looks and then walks away. She's like, huh? And she leaves. She goes out the back of the now rear car door, which this apparently didn't get out of this door. Cause she just leaves the car train or, or the train car. Uh, and she climbs across the gap between the cars while we see the mystery girl who seems to be dressed like an old timey pilot smokes and watches yeah, it just, and does nothing. Right. I think it's, I still think it's a guy at this point. Cause he's got, a, she's got a hat on, you know, See, at this point I knew it was a girl cause she's very feminine. Face. I couldn't tell at this, the, all up to this, I, I was like, Oh, it's probably a dude. But yeah, now it's like a girl looked like an, she looked dressed like Amelia Earhart, like Kinda, leather jacket, yeah, with the old yeah, leather pilot yeah. helmet. Very. Um, so she's just smoking and watching. She doesn't do anything. Bev, Climbs up on top of the coal car, makes her way down into the engine by going down the coal chute or slide that um, yeah. they'd use the, the coal falls down into the oven to be uh, engine be shoveled into the furnace. Uh, she looks around for a moment, uh, and then from out of nowhere, she starts to hear the professor's disembodied voice, and he tells her that even before she was born, even before her mother's mother was born, she was fated to be uh, coronate, coronated 
as the new bride for the Lord of Darkness. It's difficult to hear this. It is. Because they're speaking. It's it's one of those effects where there's like three or four people speaking at the same time. I was going to cover that. Let me get through. All right. Because I want to talk about this voice. I, I really do. Uh, he also talks about her sacred mark, her birthmark. That she's been that her birth she's been marked by Lucifer. Uh, he goes on to say that her classmates must die for some weird reason. Um, but here's where I want to talk. The worst about all this because we've seen we've seen her that shit before. The worst part is the voice. Uh, and like I said, we've seen it a thousand times where the movie tries to make a voice on Demonic by playing a second underlying voice, second like, or third, like, yeah, like, underlining like deeper, creepier voice. I'm gonna be a light and dark. But the problem, but instead of using a scary demon voice or a deep gruff voice. They use like a, like little, a little girl. girl. Yeah, it's not scary and timid. It's just weird. It's like an eight-year-old like, girl. Huh? I was like, I did the same thing. Like, what? Why am I hearing a child? Yes. And it's like, it's not a creepy child. It's just a kid. It's a kid. It's like, yeah. that's another really weird choice for this movie. It's like, why would you do that? It's like, you're, you're going to be the bride of Lucifer. You're, you're talking about, yeah, called. Lucifer like, and the hey, devil. you're going to be the bride of Lucifer. We yeah. want some Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, yeah. it's so cheery. Yeah. It's like, what? So weird. So... And then during the scene, the camera keeps cutting to a close-up image of a flashing red light that looks like a giant glowing penis. I'm sorry. It looked like a giant glowing red dick to me. You're on your own on that one, pal. You didn't see that? It, I'm sorry. It did. You my dicks on the brain. I guess I do. <laughs> uh, but it, I thought it looked like... All right. I've been watching Kissing Darkness too much. <laughs> I have been watching Kissing Darkness too much. Uh, and it only gets more fucked up from here on out. Because uh, Bev's now talking to the voice, saying... It's lying that she doesn't believe it, that she's going insane. And the voice says, I'll prove it. I'll prove I'm right. Bev looks over and what she sees is so fucking odd and ludicrous. <laughs> I'll prove you're not having a dream by showing, showing you the most dreamlike bullshit. Most fucked up thing you've ever seen. We see this bald woman who's painted completely white. Like an albino-esque, you know. I, yeah. Yeah, completely white. Wearing like a white gown or robe or something, and she's sitting on like this bench, like semi reclined, with her legs apart. Then rising up from her crotch is like a demon dog head or like baby Loch Ness monster thing. I was thinking how to train your dragon, like that weird black dragon from that. I haven't seen those, but I know what you're talking about. I've seen the, you know, I've seen the. I haven't seen either, but I was like, looks like a weird little black dragon. It's like, what the f- Fuck. And then coming out of her crotch and she looks and over both the woman and the creature turn and look over to Bev in unison. The woman gives her this weird smile and says to Bev, Beverly, I'm your mom with this weird smile and this dog head coming out of her crotch. Clearly not her mom. It's like, what? <laughs> like, what the? What am I looking at? What I the just shit? proved to you you're not dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> By giving you the most dream like thing you'd ever experience. <laughs> so that fucking happened. Uh, <laughs> so weird. It's so fucking weird. Uh, we, we, we cut to more filler shots. The train rolling through the countryside. Oh, and yeah, the sun's up again because I didn't mention that because they board the train middle of the day. And that's where I said, we should be there in 20 minutes. And even if it's two hours, yeah. it doesn't matter. I, I still make my point. Because when they stop the train, when all those deaths are happening, the fires on track, it's nighttime out. Dead they get off the train, De- dead, dead night. night. It's dark outside. And now, the train's drawn through the countryside. Sun's up. Bright. It's not really bright because it's smoking. They're coming everywhere. to the next stop. Coming to the next stop. So they've been on the train at least 12 hours or something like that, at least. Sure. And so what happened? Yeah. So that next stop was bullshit. Uh, the kids, they're lounging around the VIP car doing whatever. 
Mel- we cut to Melanie and he Larry. pretty calm. Yeah, surprisingly calm right now for... All the uh, shit that just happened. Yeah. Um, we cut to Melanie and Larry making their way through like a swampy area now. Uh, and I yes. suppose, again, but in this way, it's just so goddamn bleary and dr- just bleak. bleak here. It's just... There's no color. Like, the most color is like their clothes, but even then it's like... They they're get covered dark, in dirt and dirt, yeah. and now they're wet, and, and just, it's so bleak. Um, so now we go to the train station where a crowd of people are waiting for the train. A railroad official comes out, ready to signal the train to bring it in for its regular stop. Uh, arrival bells start ringing. The train is about to pull up to the station. Some dumb kid chases a ball onto the tracks. Uh, the the official guy saves the kid from getting destroyed oh, by the I was train. Like, oh, a muck train! Are we gonna see child murder? <laughs> Come on, a muck train! Oh no! Uh, the, the, the official saves the kid, and the train passes the station without stopping. Yeah, just burst, just flies through. And the kids through. all have like their heads are hanging out the windows, screaming. They're like, all screaming, help! "Stop! Stop!" Help uh, us. Which apparently now the windows are able to open because even before they weren't. So sure. who knows? Uh, and the crowd's pissed off that the train didn't stop. Because uh, they, I guess, get their shift in the coal mines and whatever. <laughs> to the depressing factory. Yeah, the depressing factory. Uh, you know, who's going to box its oppression on its own, guys? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the official dude calls another train station ranting about how the train didn't stop. And this is where we get the... And all, the, yeah. yeah, this is all non-subtitled, all in yeah. Serbian. We cut... No, no English whatsoever. Yeah. Um, actually, I think this part... Because I have some stuff where like, he gets to the phone... He says something, so I think this section—it's weird, because in my on my DVD, this section here had sometimes I clearly wrote down what they say, huh. but then later, this is the only scene where it does, because every scene after this one, with those same people, no, no subtitles. Yeah, that's weird. So yeah, it cuts to this other train station where we're watching like a shouting phone, a phone conversation in Serbian. Uh, the station manager gets off the phone, heads out to to the tracks with a red flag, ready to flag down the train. But then he just goes back to the phone and says it must be a runaway train and they must stop it. It's really weird. It's like, he's like, I'll go out and flag it down. I'll stop this. So he goes out there all serious, looks on the track, sees nothing. Yeah. And just goes right back and says, oh, yeah, it must be running away. Like, you didn't even see the train. You didn't try to stop it. It didn't That's pass what, you. It's just, so, what? I was so confused because there was no subtitles no. whatsoever. And no. I'm like, okay, something happened. And then I'm like, well, I'm like where the fuck are the subtitles? Yeah. Obviously, something happened. Yeah. A pretty interesting plot point happened. There's I have no lot, idea what's going the, on. The, the first guy who saves the kid, his ranting in Serbian was not subtitled. Okay. But then the guy on the other end of the phone picks it up and goes, I'll, you know, with the red flag, go out there. When he comes back and says, it must be a one-way train or something like that, that was subtitled. But that's like the only thing that was subtitled in this entire movie. That's hilarious. So back on the train, which is filled with smoke. for Yeah, now there's smoke in the cars. There's fog smoke in sure. the cars inside the train now. The kids enter the cargo car looking for Bev and I guess any other any other people might be there. And here they finally meet the mystery stowaway, the gypsy, gypsy pilot Sava, who likes to talk to herself in, in the, the third, third person. person. Like the rock. Like the rock. Yeah, Sava. Yeah. Uh, I like her name. I do, yeah, I like the kind of like her. I did, yeah. She's probably the best character in the movie, but she's the most interesting. Yeah, uh, they ask Savage. They've seen Bev. They, we get no answer because it just cuts. To, basically, we cut to like what I call train NASA control, uh, which is a giant <laughs> wall of TV monitors. None all of the which, work, none of the work. Exactly, they're all just showing static. There's like <laughs> thirty televisions, this like is, a giant wall this, monitor. 
This is Serbia's big budget. Yeah. And none of them work. They got like one or two that work on the side, kind of. (laughs) The rest of them just got either a black line. Black black screen or or just just static. static. And there's a huge wall. And then they're so proud of it. Like, look at all these TVs we got. (laughs) Sure, only three out of the 40 work. But look at them. So, yeah. So, and then we get, all we get is like a short scene about, again, I call it the train force. Uh, or it's not the air force. I call it the train force. Uh, on the phone, trying to figure out what's happening. Yeah, because they're with wearing the, blue with like look, berets and they got pins. Yeah. They look, they look very Air Force yeah, or Navy. Yeah, they look yeah. very Air Force Navy, yeah. like in NASA control or something yeah. like that. And they're, so they're trying to figure out what's happening with, with, with the Amok train. I guess. Yeah, exactly. You guess. You don't fucking know. <laughs> they're uh, just like, hello? Yes, I've called 12 times. None of these t- fucking monitors work. Where are you guys going to come in and fix it? Here's on the they're on hold the IT department the whole movie that's all they're, they don't even know what's going on with the train they have no idea no idea not the fucking nothing, nothing, works. nothing works back on the train Sal is sitting out on top of the coal car now telling the others that Bev is in the engine car Kevin and Angel climb up onto and over the coal car make their way to the engine followed by a reluctant Christy again no fucking stuntmen. Just the untrained actors climb up and over a moving tra- on a moving train, hopping from car to oh, car, hopping from car to car that you see in like action movies, in action movies, where stuntmen, stuntmen or well-trained actors or Tom Cruise. Yeah, like well, he, <laughs> he does his own stunts, but yeah, he's used. I'm just saying. Or, <laughs> this is like, I mean, it's like it's, I'm not saying it's like Jackie Chan level stunts, but Jesus, it's still untrained actors hopping. from train car to train car on a speeding train. Yes, with no. Safety equipment. I on. thought about that a lot too. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like really. So Kevin and Angel be- find Bev and pull her up the coal chute. Salve has some ha- found a large wrench now, which she's trying to bang loose the rest of the train yeah, from the coal. She's like, all those guys hopped on the one side, and she's like, fuck these guys. Yep. She's trying to separate the last car. Can't really blame her either. Yeah. Like, she's like, I don't know these guys. Fuck them. So she's trying to separate, but she gets caught. She gets busted. She's like, fine, fuck you guys. Do so like, whatever. I can't do it anyway. She's, yeah. she's like, I'm. Uh, so Kevin says he's going into the engine car, try to wait, try to find a way to stop the train. But Bev stop, stops him, saying it's dangerous in there. How is it dangerous? Well, the one thing is, you nothing's happening there. That she, you just had some weird trippy LSD <laughs> nightmare. You're gonna vision. see some weird <laughs> shit. Yeah, go here. That's more. That should be worse. It's not dangerous. You're just gonna see some weird fucking shit in there. What was that movie? White Serpent. The Kiss of the Serpent. What? I forgot. I can't fucking think of it. God damn it. I don't know. It's just a weird, trippy kind of movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't that, think of it. God yeah, damn it. I, yeah, I, I, oh. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the, the actual title either. So, uh, back at train NASA, some guy says, Unbelievable! The train has disappeared! Uh, and then a woman So thinks, there's more subtitles? That's, yeah, that's, again, that's the only thing that's subtitled because I, I actually got that. Uh, a woman thinks it's jumped its tracks and tells another guy to get on the phone. I, I think it's basically what happens. Uh, we go back to Melanie and Larry. There's sitting they're, they're still huffing it through the woods on, in the countryside yeah they're still fucking humping it yep. you know she's doing a great job dragging this yeah, guy because he around. can barely walk at this point uh they spot a small hut with smoke rising from so they make their way over to it and hobble inside they find it empty which confuses them because they're like oh there's smoke in there should be somebody here yeah, but it's yeah. empty uh we go back to the train where angel and his fat fucking head starts talking starts accusing bev of knowing something about what's going on and almost blaming her uh she tells like she's like hey leave me alone in comes Salva carrying a box labeled explosives. Because, of course, every train keeps a box of explosives. Sure. You have to blast your way through a mountain or something like that. Like the old days. <laughs> uh, 
Christy then accuses Bev of fucking the engineer, then out of guilt for losing her virginity to him, killing the engineer. She went way off the rails. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> what? Like, what? what? I, I, that's a big, big assumption to leave there. Where did that come from? Way from, it's not like this whole time, it's not like, you, it's not like one of those movies where you see like, they can't establish some kind of pecking order or relationship. Right. It's like, oh, Chrissy's the mean bitch. She's always even, picking on Bev. Yeah. None that's and, ever established, ever. Ben's never, she's never been slutting anything up. She's no. the innocent virgin. And Bev's the innocent virgin. Chrissy's not been the bitch or all. She's just right. there. But all of a sudden, Chrissy's like, you were yeah, fucking the conductor, you weren't you? You fucked the engineer. And then you, you felt so guilty for losing your virginity to a dirty engineer. You killed him. And I'm like, well, damn. What? <laughs> what? That is insane to even make that conclusion. And what's Bev's reply to this? She slaps her in the face. <laughs> like, gentle slap. Yeah. Because <laughs> Christy's face does not move. No. It's just like, smack, and she just doesn't fucking flinch. Yep, yeah. Uh, Christy then walks off. She leaves. Bev and Kevin hug now, which is weird because Kevin is Christy's boyfriend, and, and I kind of, maybe Larry has a crush on Bev because at one point he says we have to save Bev and that's it but then Kevin is with Chrissy so why is Kevin hugging Bev now Who it makes no cares. sense uh, but it's really weird because as they hug it zooms in on Bev's hand and she's got maggots crawling out of her skin on yes. her hand now for some unknown reason yeah they, like, she's what? hugging and they zoom in and there's maggots crawling out of her hand yeah and I'm like okay something's wrong with her she's cursed something's going on yeah, and yeah. All this is going on as the hooded flute player just sits there on the floor watching playing and playing his, his flute. Playing his Arcarina of Time, <laughs> hoping to transfer out of this place. <laughs> Teleport me out. Uh, we cut to a sleeping cabin where uh, Christy's uh, laying down on the uh, on like, one of the beds, fully covered up. All no, she boo- wasn't covered she's up. Like boohooing. She's boohooing. About- she's not covered up. She's yeah, but Whatever. she's boohooing. Kevin enters, telling her that she really messed up back there, and Christy's like, you know. You're right. I did. Yeah. Like, I, 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 don't I know. feel really bad about that. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. I'm overreacting. So I'm like, stressed out. Again, it's like, okay, she's logical. logically that's... explaining why she yeah. over, like, like, did this. Like, that's cool movie. That makes sense. You know, I've never really seen that before. I'm glad that, you know, it's kind of cool they did that. Something's fishy about that. But then <laughs> she asks, Ke- then it gets weird because she's like, Kevin, do you love me? What do you like about me? Tell me what you like. And he's, he's like, uh... Your hair, your I guess. Hair, uh, your, your mouth. Your mouth. Uh, oh, you're pretty. Yeah. And, and she's like, and that's good enough for her because like, she's like, come, come, come cuddle with me or something. They basically, they start making out. Come get some. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the hut where Melanie is looking out the window. She sees a small rowboat moving across the fog-covered lake. Again, by itself. By itself. Just, just coming uh, up right to their to their doorstep. Yeah, that's not creepy or anything. Nope. <laughs> so they're like, hey. Let's get on this self-propelled boat <laughs> that's coming through the creepy, misty, foggy lake in the swamp. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's back on the train. Sal is breaking apart shotgun shells and collecting all the gunpowder. Uh, during her conversation with Fathead, she says that they're up against a powerful evil here. Yeah, uh, she, she seems to be on the know, yeah. apparently. And this catches Bev's attention, who, who was looking out the window at the time. But now when she hears... That she does the, the the dramatic gopher turn, with like the wide bug eyes. It, it, it's, she you, does you, do a good job of bug eyes. You could you put that dun that dun dun dun, 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 dun music in, yeah. and that's exactly what she does. 
And I gotta say, Sava don't give a shit about safety, just like the directors of this movie, because she's smoking while handling a very large amount of just pure black powder, black like powder gunpowder. Gun yeah. She's she's po- emptying out the gunpowder. He's like, I was saying the same thing. She's got this like dangling cigarette it's out like, of her it's mouth. Like a big piece of ash just ready to fall onto that gunpowder. I know. <laughs> there like, was no safety inspectors on this movie at all. Zero fucks. <laughs> Yes, 12 actors were heard in the making of this film. I, I really think they this movie might be like some plot like the Illuminati. Like, we really need, how can we kill these people but not but make an excuse? And like, oh, fuck, they didn't die. Well, release the movie. Maybe we'll make some money. Yeah, <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I really think there's a plot to kill these people in this in this cast. <laughs> That's the only thing that makes any sense. So meanwhile, Kevin and Christie, they're in the sleeping cabin. They're making out. And God damn, is it the worst. This kissing... It looks like they're trying to eat each other's heads. Dude, they're they're literally got their mouths open as wide as they can. Yeah. Suction cup together. And yeah. you just see their cheeks going. <laughs> I it's like, like I said, they're trying to eat each other's heads. Or it's like chocolate chip Charlie when his head starts ripping apart in the stuff. Like his this, mouth opens that wide. This is some intense tongue action. It's insane. Like that would be the worst kiss. Like if somebody tried kissing me, I'm like, no. Stop it. <laughs> it looks like it's a competition. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Like literal tongue wrestling. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> something your dirty grandpa says, I oh, doing some tongue wrestling. It's like, ah, yes. that's what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. Oh, God. One tongue's wearing like tassels on the arms. With the <laughs> one the other tassels got like, Woo! A, <laughs> like a Ric Flair. Ric Flair robe on his tongue. <laughs> He's strutting. Oh, Jesus. We're going down a weird road. Yeah, we are going down a real, real road. Uh, so, uh... Let's get back on track. Back on track. Train pun number three or four. Yeah, I wish I could we've keep already had a couple. I wish I could keep a uh, pun count, but oh well. Uh, then, so, all of a sudden, so they're making it on. Suddenly, Kevin just lurches backwards and yeah. erupting out of his mouth a large, <laughs> bloody chunks. He just pulls back. And he's, he's like, it's in slow motion. It's in slow motion, too. It's close up. He's like... <laughs> and just bloody chunks come out of his mouth. And... Uh, he's got worms on his he's face. He's got like three worms. Three worms on his cheek. Breaching through the skin. They're, 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 through. Those aren't breaching. They're just like, they's like threw worms on his face. Look like they're, I, I thought they were breaching through his mouth. Not his face. No, there's, he's got some worms just, stuck on his face. Through, it, it almost looks like feta cheese with blood. or an, Yeah, it, it, it does look like tr- it clumpy his cheese. Teeth. I don't know what's going on. And it's in slow motion. Yeah. And he does it a lot. A lot. And then it switches over to Christy. And she's like, she starts bleeding from the mouth too. And she's as like, more, but she seems very calm. Yeah, very calm. It's yeah. like, okay, something's happened to Kevin. She's like, oh, and just a little blood starts coming out of her mouth as more and more blood keeps vomiting out of Kevin. And they go back to him, just all over the place. And then blood begins running down Christie's forehead as maggots appear on her face, digging yeah. out through her skin. Christie's head then begins to crack open at yeah. her hairline. You, you hear, and you see more shit coming out the top of her head. Yes. Is it maggots? Is it worms? Is it I don't blood? fucking know. Yeah, don't know. It's just a bunch of crud. And then she starts ripping her face she off. She reaches up and just starts tearing her face off. And, God damn! And as she does this, blood and maggots are pouring out of her skull. <laughs> Kevin looks on in terror. and he. But then he's like, Okay, he just gets up he and leaves. Just, he's just looking at this. He's just like, oh, oh, not, oh, that's, he's like, girl, that's nasty. Not <laughs> once does any, not once of either one of them scream no, in pain or no. terror. 
and the way he leaves the room, he just looks, he looks like, like he's farted leaving. or something. He's like, oh my <laughs> fuck you! Fuck you! How are you reading my notes? I literally <laughs> read. He's leaving because Christy blasted a horrible fart rather than running in fear as her head cracks open and she's ripping her skin off. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been all, we've been in the chair the same brain lately. We like have that. been. And then what makes it even better is that right Dude. after Kevin leaves, the second he leaves, Bev sticks her head into the cabin to Looks see what in. to see what Kevin made, made Kevin leave. And, and she has no reaction. zero reaction. Absolutely none. She just looks at like, what the fuck happened in here? Huh. All right. Okay, all right. It's like you're like so peek in a room and you see like your two friends sitting on the couch like oh okay everything's fine her here. Head just swings in the side like huh all right. <laughs> Nobody cares that Chrissy's head just basically cracked apart. She rips her face off and maggots are coming out of her skull. It's a great effect for this. It is a it's pretty a really, really good, good effect. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> but the thing that goes and just blows my mind is not the effect, but just the, the reaction. The whole hum. Fart reaction. Yes, the, 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 the lack of reaction to this. Oh, my God. My favorite is when Christy just throws her head, or Bev throws her head around the corner. Like, huh? Huh? Uh. All right, whatever. And that's oh. it. And then just cuts away. I would be losing my goddamn mind if I saw that. I'd be like, I would... I don't even know what to do. And that's, I'm like, ah! <laughs> 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 I'm going, ah! I would just, I'd be losing my shit. <laughs> and it just cuts away. Never no, comes back. Never mentioned again. They're not like, holy shit, guys, you won't believe what just happened to Chrissy. Yeah. Chrissy's dead. They never even mentioned that Chrissy's dead. They don't dead. even say her name. No, they don't. <laughs> never again. It's like she never existed. Right? Ah! <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, this, this movie does not give a muck. <laughs> nice. We cut to an exterior shot to the train going down the tracks. <sighs> and if shit isn't crazy enough, now the tracks themselves, which are clearly model train tracks at this point, yes, it's very clear. come to life and move, guiding the train off in a new direction. But the section of track that moved doesn't reconnect with more tracks. It's just... But that doesn't fucking matter to this amok train. No, it doesn't. Because it don't need tracks no more. This amok don't give a fuck. Yeah. Because where we're going, we don't need tracks. No, we don't. It just starts... It just plows forward, rolling through rock and dirt and trees. and trees just... And you see everyone in the train car just start flopping around everywhere. Just, the camera is shaking. The, the, the actors and actresses are jumping and falling over. <laughs> Shit's thrown around. Someone's waving the curtain in the background. <laughs> it's such like cheap effects. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Now get ready for some really intense model train work. I say very yes, sarcastically yes, yes. because what we're in for is lots of disproportional model train work <laughs> mixed in with shots of the kids flopping around. Nothing stops this train. No. It, it's taking out giant trees with ease and just keeps chugging ahead. Plowing through just and rough, then, rough, rugged terrain. And then it just goes back on, I guess, what was an unfinished section of track. Like, Un- there's no point for to. We don't see it, at least we don't see any reason for it to go. Why it goes off the tracks? It just does. It's like track magic lifts up, moves over, train runs off the tracks, 
runs through dirt, trees, rocks, and everything in its path. Back and onto a new set of tracks. Back onto tracks, which makes me wonder, where, why were, what Is tracks? Is it the are, same tracks? Is it different tracks? Yeah, like, what, what why were there tracks that just... Ended. You know who probably is going to be telling us this? The fucking Sir, uh, the tra- <laughs> the train force. A train force that we can't understand. Me English. That's <laughs> no subtitles. They're probably saying, holy shit, it jumped to a new track. But we don't fucking know. No. They could be bitching about their goddamn monitors not working. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to figure out what they're doing for lunch. Oh, no shit. Uh, so we jump back to Larry and Melanie. They're on their little rowboat paddling through the swamp. Back to the train, back to them, you back know, to the train, you know back made, to them. You know what this made me think of is when they're going to that rowboat, and they're. it made me think again, Resident Evil 4, that scene when you got to go across the lake. <laughs> the giant <laughs> and you fish fight monster. The, fight the fish monster. We're throwing our poons yes, at it. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh shit, maybe the fish monster's going to come. <laughs> and then we see the tracks come to life again. This time the tracks pick up and lead into the water. <laughs> So Larry and M- M- Melanie hear the whistle of the train through the sounds smoke, like, fog, sounds and mist. Like it's getting closer. They're like, oh, we're catching up to the train, said nobody with any intelligence, because you're not catching up with a train. Like that thing would be so far ahead of them by now. But we cut to the train as it, like I said, follows a recently moved section of track. It plows straight ahead into <laughs> the water. So now we have an amphibious train. It's like, oh, the, the terrain couldn't stop it. Maybe the lake will. Fuck that shit! It's the it's Jesus train. The it's mug, going on water now. The mug train don't give a fuck. <laughs> the mug train's just gonna keep on going. <laughs> don't need tracks. It don't. Why did that stop it? It should. This thing should be sinking, stuffed in mud and everything. Nope. It's just plowing through the swamp. It's ripping through the swampy train. The kids again start getting tossed around. Only this time, this may be one. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I said this later, but this may be one of the best scenes. In all of movie history coming up. I'm going to say it now. Because, okay. Let me get let me catch my breath here. Alright. So, the kids... The train's going through the swamp. The kids are getting, start getting tossed around. Only this time, a cabinet pops open to reveal like this old-time radio. Super old-timey super radio. Super old-time radio. Which, the tracks... Which, just like the tracks, seems to come alive. It turns on by it itself. turns on? And it's playing classical music. Yeah. So now we have the kids flopping around in slow motion to the sounds of classical music as the train's rolling through a swamp. Uh, like this where I said it might be one of the greatest scenes ever. Because there's this one shot of Kevin screaming where he looks up. He's like, Aah! but you don't <laughs> hear him. It's in slow motion. And his eyes are all big. And he's, his and head's you, going back and forth. You can't, but, you can't hear him scream. No, but, just... but his facial expressions are so priceless because it looks like someone put his dick in a mousetrap. <laughs> Cause that's the look, the way he's shaking his head, the way he look, it looks like someone put his dick in a mouth. He's oh like, God. Ah! in slow motion, he's flopping around. We cut back to Larry and Melanie on the boat. They they're thinking, oh, we're getting closer. We're hearing the trains getting closer, and then they look up just in time to see the fucking train come roaring out of the fog. They scream. Cut to a shot of Melanie's decapitated head flying, flying spinning through the, through the air in slow motion. While classical music is still playing, then the radio, then the radio fucking explodes <laughs> for no reason. The slow motion ends. The train gets back on its tracks and just keeps going like nothing Dude, happened. that train's like, Larry, you fuck, you're not getting away, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, it, 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 I guess, yeah, it like turned around and made a U-turn to come back <laughs> just to get these just two. Just to get these two. <laughs> and then went back the way 
decades. Like, hold on. That fucker ain't getting away that easy. You don't just jump off the amok train, motherfucker. Water ain't gonna stop me. Woman! In Serbia, you don't ride a muck train. A muck train rides, rides you. you. <laughs> God But damn that it. scene is amazing. He's fucking crazy. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm in stream. You see a train coming at you through water, through <laughs> fog. Through a fucking lake. Through a lake. <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't even see it. You just see her head flying through the just, air. You never see what happens to poor Larry. No. He's just gone. He yeah, just he just, he's never seen again. No head, no decapitated head for him. It's just Melanie's head. Oh. Okay, Ooh. so that whole sequence is fucking bonkers. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at train NASA, the train force is sort of trying to figure out what they do. And this is like, maybe what they're talking about, maybe they can go after work for drinks. It's, yeah. Fucking, like I said, this is where subtitles completely end. There's yeah. front, zero subtitles from here. What are you doing for lunch, Olga? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah. So, yeah, no more subtitles from here. Don't know what they're saying. Now we cut to a close up of a severed head, which I think is supposed to be Melanie's head, but I'm not sure. It's dripping blood down onto Bev, who's lying on one of the, in the sleeper car on a bed. Yeah. All of a sudden, the head's on the train. Yeah. I had a big problem with that. And then. We see Bev, then we cut to Bev holding the severed head, walking down the dark, narrow corridor of the sleeper car into the VIP area. She stands in front of the others, holding the severed head. She drops it on the floor and says, I killed Melanie. I, sorry, I killed Melanie and Larry, Christy and Richard. I'm destined to kill all of you. I didn't know. I'm the instrument of the devil. I won't be anymore, but I won't be anymore. I don't want anyone else to die because of me. She then holds up her arms to show him that she slit her wrist, and then she faints. She passes out. So, my, exactly, where the Christ. fuck did she get the severed head from? Where did that come from? <laughs> How did that get on the train? <laughs> Jesus Christ. This movie's so nuts. I don't get that. And everybody's like... Never once, never once. Kevin and Angel run to catch her before she fall when she faints before she hits the ground. Nobody says a but word. Nobody about, Why the fuck are you carrying a severed head? Right. <laughs> nobody even blinks an eye and at no that. No one again seems very surprised. But again, I guess at the you know the way people reacted to Chrissy's death, like maybe they, we shouldn't be surprised that nobody cares that There's she's like, carrying around a severed head. Uh, severed head. Oh, oh, she's gonna fall. Catch her. Catch, catch her. her. You don't want that. Jesus. So we cut to a group of railroad workers working on a section of track, and I think they're trying to remove the track yeah. in order to derail the train. Again. Uh, but we don't... But, we don't fucking know. But we know it ain't, it ain't gonna fucking work, though. No, we, no. <laughs> we know this train don't need tracks. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Sal was putting the finishing touches on her MacGyver bomb. Uh, next, we see Angel, Kevin, and Salva exiting the VIP car, climbing up and over to the coal car. Then Kevin lowers himself down, so he's in between the two cars. So again, insane to think that he's doing this. Insanely dangerous. It's the move, train is clearly moving at a high speed. There's yeah. no way to fake this. This is 1989. Yes, filmed in Serbia. You yeah, know? I mean Come he's on. clearly climbing down, hanging underneath like the chains and the cables underneath a train, moving train, and um, so and he asked for the bomb from Angel, and then Angel for some fucking 
dumbass seems to lose control of his body Dude, functions. This is so crazy. He just, he's, he's perfectly sitting there holding the bottom of this perfectly fine weight, and all of a sudden he's like, ah! <laughs> and he falls out, forward. Out of nowhere, he just goes, ah! <laughs> just, it almost looks like he, tried, he like purposely jumped. Yes, I thought the same thing. Like, that's exactly what I was like. It looks, the way, it looks like he's perfectly, per, purposefully trying to jump off the train. Because he's like, it boggles the mind. It doesn't make any sense why he does this. Because, Neither Kevin nor Sava or anybody else in the train, it's not going to hit a bump in the track or the, it hit a rail because neither one of them are like, oh, hold on. It's just Angel, or Angel's going, blah! <laughs> about to fall off. So uh, now Kevin's legs are dangling um, with his feet dragging across the rocks and, you and the track. see it dragging. Yes, there's no fake. They're you see showing his a legs. person dragging their feet underneath the train and yes. running. Uh, he reaches out for Sava's hand for help. Again, no fucking stuntman use here because we see, like I said, the dangling car feet. Uh, he's about to grab her hand when a chain snaps in half underneath the underneath the train, and the chain rips through his lower torso, torso severing him in half. Yes, and it's pretty cool of him. It is pretty. It's pretty. Again, yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Good effect for yeah for this yeah. Uh, Just rips him right in half. Rips him right in half. The, uh, the shot of his upper half balanced on the, some cables, though, is fucking ridiculous. It's hilarious. I kind of like it. Because his head is, like, turning left or right, but it's so clear, like, an animatronic. Clearly a mannequin I mean, it looks sort. like somebody trying to do the robot. He's like, yeah. ah, 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 the but, way it turns. But at the same time, I mean, a guy's just been ripped in half. Who knows how, how well no, a computer is working. You I know? know, I get yeah. but I know. I, but it looks like, bad. When you look to head, yeah. it's, like, it's like, I just have one of those animatronics. Amatronics are like the old, like, uh, show me pizza. Like yeah, the band, yeah, uh, saying, yeah, like, the yeah. bears playing the banjo <laughs> or something like that. Um, Bayou Billy. Bayou, yeah. Was it Bayou Billy? That no, was that, was a, that was a video game. Yeah. I forget what the bears Banjo-Billy? were called. Yeah. I don't know. I forget. Um, I didn't, he fucking gave me the creeps. Yeah, they did. I, I like, yeah, they did, They were creepy. Uh, but then Kevin's upper half falls underneath the train and his head gets run over <laughs> and decapitated. Gets, gets tossed around underneath the train and finally... You see its head sliced off by the train. And as they go there, they go in the distance. You see this mangled torso, yeah. decapitated corpse. It's great. It's great. Uh, we cut back to the workers uh, tearing up the track at the train station. Uh, the foreman sees the train coming, orders everyone to get to safety. Uh, they what should do. The train barrels towards them. Hits the section mi- missing track, but we know that ain't gonna do shit. Uh, the train just keeps on rolling through the section missing track. And Fuck gets, you and you taking out the tracks. I'm the muck train, yeah, motherfucker. It just goes off. The, it just goes right over the, the missing section and then right back onto the other tracks on the other side and just oh, keeps on going. Fuck yourself for taking out those tracks. I'm the muck train. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Uh, more train force people talking on the phone. Doesn't matter because you don't you understand. Don't understand it. Basically, uh, they're saying, "Holy shit, that didn't work." Yeah. <laughs> And then we cut to a fleet of trucks starting up, which I found this to be very funny and I kind of ironic. I and because love this part. Everything in this movie has been poor, run down, depressing injury, but the fleet of trucks they have, all Mercedes. Well, I mean, in Europe, I mean, pretty much everything's a Mercedes over there. You know, it's, like, it's like Fords over here, you know. Dude, why the fucking markup over here then, man? Because they can't. Well, because it's the luxury line. But there's tons of Mercedes over in Europe that are just, you know, like I, Fords. I mean, but yeah. I mean, when I say trucks, these aren't like Dodge Rams or Chevy. Yeah, these, 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 these are, are like the they're like the middle. They're kind of like slightly below like an actual like eighteen wheeler car, car. They're like the Europe construction trucks. You know, like so, yeah, yeah. One of them is a gas yeah. is a uh, gas car, gas truck. Um, 
So I, I do love, and again, there's no subtitles or nothing going on whatsoever. No, nope. but it's so funny because this guy so urgently runs out and starts yelling at this guy who's cleaning his window. He's cleaning. <laughs> he's trying to clean up his green Mercedes truck, trying to keep it nice and clean. And the guy runs out, and the, right away, my mind goes, "Hey, you motherfucker! We keep shit dirty here. Quit cleaning up that goddamn Mercedes." <laughs> What's wrong with you? You think you're better than us? Oh, jeez. Because he's too cleaning it. Yeah. And again, there's no subtitles. Nothing. He's just yelling at him in Serbian. And it looks like he's yelling at him for cleaning his truck. <laughs> so, like, the fleet, uh, this fleet of car, trucks speeds down the roads. Uh, and at one point, they run a car off the road and nearly causes a crash. <laughs> like... And I don't think that was planned. I, I think it was just people and like some poor schmo driving to work and I was like, like holy shit! shit. <laughs> and this thing almost it almost killed somebody. Three giant trucks <laughs> barreling down the road. They're swerving all over the road. <laughs> <laughs> so the trucks race against the train trying to get ahead of it, which they eventually do. All the trucks then line up next to each other side by side on a railroad crossing to block the train. To, to, to so try to stop it. They're going to block the tracks the truck is the train's gonna have to smash into these three giant trucks. Yes, hopefully stopping the train. Unfortunately for the last chump, he arrives a little tardy to the party because <laughs> as soon as he gets his truck in place, he has no time to get out of the truck. Because here comes the muck, here comes the muck train, plows into the trucks, everything explodes in a kind of actually pretty underwhelming, yeah, uh, explosion. <laughs> Uh, and then consider that train just ripped through three large trucks, one being a gas tanker. Because did you think this stopped this amok train? Fuck no, and it Fuck stopped no, it didn't stop the amok nope. train. Train emerges through the fire on the other side of the flames, unscathed, and just keeps on keeps rolling. Keeps on trucking. Just keeps on rolling. <laughs> uh, next, we see Sava and Bev on the other side of the engine car. Uh, on the outside of the engine car. They're inching along like a small walkway or small like footpath or something, trying to get a good place to set their MacGyver bomb. Then we suddenly cut to Angel, who has lost his goddamn mind now. Yeah. He's hanging off of a door that is swung open. So, like, he's like, hanging off the side. Uh, uh, it's like if you if you open up your car door while driving down the road, and you just start, and you decide to hang on to the window part of it as a car. That, that's basically what he's doing. He's standing. hanging on the side of the train as it barrels down the track. Again, no stunt, man. No just, stunt, actually, man. just hang on to this window. Just hang on to this door while we're speeding down a train track. Hold on tight, buddy. And so, by the way, scream like a fucking madman. Like a lunatic. Which he's he's doing, lost his mind. And he's shouting out Beverly's name, like, Beverly! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the trains approach another railroad crossing and the red and right crossing bar starts raising up. Uh, the crossbar angles itself just right. At, so when the train passes the crossing, the crossbar impales Angel through the chest. Blood erupts from Angel's mouth. The train rolls on, leaving Angel's body, body hanging, hanging on the crossing bar. Again, a pretty good effect. Uh, cut to train NASA. We see on a monitor two red dots Heading towards each other on the same track. So, what I got... Okay, now I can kind of understand Now you kind of get... Yeah, because you get some context. You know, before, you just see people on a train looking at... Or, or on a phone looking at broken TV looking monitors. Looking broken TVs. <laughs> bitching. <laughs> bitching. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the... Uh, so, it looks like they're on a collision course to another yes, train. They, uh, yeah. Uh, where were they? So, yeah, we get a quick shot of the other train heading towards the Amok train. Sav and Bev finish getting the bomb in place. The engineer of the other train sees a muck train coming at it and starts it starts to break. It comes to a stop. All the passengers of the other train get off. They yeah. scramble off. They get they get 
get, get, they get to safety. Yeah, at first it didn't look like it was slowing down and people were jumping off. I thought the same thing too. Like, oh, these people are just bailing. I'm like, I'm like, like holy shit, this is a moving train. But then I'm like, oh, it's moving super slowly. Yeah. It's, coming, it's coming to a stop. Yeah. But at first the I'm like. The very first shot people yes. bailing. I thought the same. I'm like, oh my God, they're just jumping. Like, just, the, and I was I, like, dude, how committed are these people to this movie? <laughs> they really need that two ducks and a chicken. Literally. Literally, this will give you an extra throw and a goat if you jump off the movie train. You're like, all right, I'm an extra. Fuck it. This is my big break. So all the passengers they get off, they scramble to safety. Once they are all off, the engineer puts this train in reverse. So now his train's going backwards. He's trying as the to muck train's, back away yeah. from the muck train. I guess in desperate hopes the muck train tries to stop. Well, yeah, he doesn't know, so he's yeah, thinking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he does the best he can. Sava lights the fuse on her on the bomb. Bev goes back inside, but the door shuts behind her, lock and magically locking, sealing Sava outside. Near the bomb. Near the bomb. Sava seems to cry a little bit, but then just hangs her head down and yeah. seems to accept her she, fate. She tries to open the door. Pissing me off so fucking much. Because you know what you can do? Jump off the fucking train! Yes! Just Jump on it! That's, that's probably the entire movie. People are like, oh, we can't go up, we can't go up. But then we see him climbing up and on the coal car and down and around. Just jump off the fucking train! Worst day scenario, you're going to break your ankle like Larry. Well, yeah, then the train will go off the tracks and run you Turn down. Turn around and get but you. They, but still, they don't know that. Not Dude, and, and, and this is one thing I also hate because Sava seems to be like a survivor. Yeah. Like someone who's, she lives on her own. She's, exactly. she's a survivor. She's, she's, she's a wanderer. Yeah, she's, she's, she's a crafty. She's, she's, you know, she's not going to fucking take this lying down. Yeah. And she has, she's locked out. She'd be like, fuck it. Jump. Exactly. You know, but no, she just goes, do <sighs> Head hangs down. Bomb blows up. Um, so the bomb blows up, hoping to stop the Amug train. Yeah. But does that stop the Amug train, Marshall? It has absolutely zero effect on the Amug train. Fuck no, it doesn't Are stop the Amug train. A fucking bomb explodes right by the wheels of the engine car, but it does nothing. The Amug train seems to actually gain speed. It actually makes it, it stronger. Up. <laughs> it's like it absorbs the energy of the bomb and towers it to a faster... It's like ex- the Incredible Hulk. It just, the angrier you make it, the stronger it gets. Yeah. And, it, so, and it's plowing towards the other train, which is going backwards. And then another explosion... As the train, a muck train destroys the train. Dude, in these models, this model shot, it folds the other one up so bad. So it's a muck such train, a bad looking model a shot. A muck train now has, a bomb is blown off on it and it said, fuck that. And now it plowed straight ahead, straight through another train. It like splits it in half on and it just keeps going. Decimates it and just Decimate, keeps, decimated. Just keeps on trucking. Just goes. Oh. So, oh my God. So now, but fine. Then the muck train comes to a stop out in the middle of nowhere. Like just nowhere. And, but it's not because the muck train was stopped. The muck train it, it wanted should, to it, stop. Yeah. The muck train stops when it feels like stopping. A muck train stops when a muck train wants, wants to stop. stop. <laughs> Bev sits up hearing the sounds of rocks clacking together. <laughs> just, oh no. <laughs> These assholes are back. <laughs> so yeah. So apparently these old, old, worn down, broken down villagers have somehow caught up with the muck train on I know, foot. I think the muck train just made a giant <laughs> circle. <laughs> they just circled on back. It's like yeah, you forgot these guys. It could have. Maybe it did. Because <laughs> it just brings them right back. You never really see the path it takes. Uh, 
So she looks out the window and she sees all the villagers emerging from the misty, and smoky they, woods. And they have no the rock. rhythm. No, they have no. Everybody's rhythm. doing their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it should be in use of like clack, 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 no, right? But it's, it's like, like clack, 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 clack. It's like just tons of different like. No one knows what they're doing. It sounds insanity. That's what I'm saying. When I first hear if you close your eyes, it's like, I just figured like, like <laughs> just laughter random. claws like going clackety clack, 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 clack. Or like castanets or something. Yeah. <laughs> so Bev's like, you know what she, I'm going to do? They won't know I'm here. They, she, I'm going to close all the curtains on the window because that will keep, they won't know I'm on the string. She closes all the curtains. And then she just squats down in a corner. And more fog starts filling the fucking car. Fo- yeah, f- smoke in the car, in the fog in the car. And then flute music begins to play again. She looks up to see the rogue flute guy turning to look over at her in slow motion through the smoke-filled VIP car. It's sexy. Flute music must be... The flute playing must be like magical music because his hood on his robe magically (laughs) lowers by itself. He just stands up and his clothes just come right off. Yeah, it's the (laughs) <laughs> he's playing the flute and like, when you first see it, it's like this hood he's wearing like his Jedi I know. robe and the hood just magically lowers by itself and then he stands up and his robes just fall <laughs> off from his body and he's beautiful but the, what's even oh my god so we, he reveals it we see his true face and he's, he's weird a flute guy he's a hunk he's, he's a good looking guy yeah, he's a hunk he's, he's a hunk so he, him and Bev lock eyes as wind blows through yes. Bev's hair now. Yes. Now there's a breeze inside the car. Even though the doors and windows are closed, but there's breeze to blow her hair. Sexy flute music still playing, even though he's not playing the flute anymore. Yeah. He's, he's stripped out his robe, and in a blink of an eye, seriously, there's the camera angle from, we're looking at the back of Flute Guy, so we're looking past Flute Guy at Bev, who is, no, I'm sorry, we're looking at Bev at Flute Guy, and Bev fully dressed. We switch to other view where we're looking from behind, yes, behind flute, flute guy, guy. To, towards Bev. And Bev's bro- naked. <laughs> just clothes gone. gone. Just disappeared. You want to talk about panty dropper? This is a clothes ripper. <laughs> they, just clothes disintegrator. Because they just disappeared. Clothes, clothes it's like Thanos snapped his fingers and her clothes turned to dust. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, this guy's got some game. <laughs> So he slowly walks up to her through the wind and the smoke. He reaches out a hand, and you're probably yelling, laughing over this one, but, but the way they shot this Dude, makes it look like his dick rising I up. The same thing. Did you? I the because same they shoot thing. it from this really low angle they're looking shooting up. Straight, so they're both coming at, they're shooting straight up, so you can see like their bodies from above and like they're all the basically their junk's about to come into frame yeah but they don't and you just see his hands slowly coming up and he's kind of muscular you just see this veiny fleshy thing coming but, up and, and I'm first, like it's it, his dick I thought so it was like he's getting a hard on like it, but, and, and first thing is and, and the way he's got a hand it's like the first thing is you see like the tip of his fingers yes. to make it look like his dick yes. head so I'm like oh my god it's his dick like oh no wait that is his oh, hand it's but his it's hand. that is the maybe one of the worst choices of filming an ant camera or the best <laughs> I thought it was. A, I was like, oh, I see what you did there, you tricky tricksters. So, anyway, she takes uh, his hand as they continue to stand there staring at each other, not speaking. Cut to the professor who is riding in a horse-drawn carriage that's racing through the countryside. Like he's fucking Dracula. He, that's what I thought, too. Bram Stoker. Yeah, it's like Bram Stoker's carriage. Uh, the professor it comes to a stop. The professor exits the carriage. 
And then we see all the villagers gathered around like a circle. All clacking, clacking away. the rocks. The circle opens. They open, It kind of opens up. And we see Bev now in the middle. Now wearing like an all black sheer like robe or gown or something. That's showing off her cleavage and like her birthmark. And a black veil. And her hair's all done up. And she's wearing makeup now. Yeah. Like what? Huh? How did she get dressed in that already? Like what the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> they got strong fashion game all Jesus. of a sudden. Because everyone else looks so sad and depressing. <laughs> now she looks like dark mistress sexy. Yeah. So the professor helps her into his carriage and it heads off. What happened to Fluke Guy? Yeah, Fluke Guy's gone. Knows? Uh, they talk. Uh, she asks, what happens now? And he tells her that he won't. He's like, I'm not going to be gentle or something like that. And uh, they talk about the ritual and what will happen to her afterwards. And she will have everything she wants as she sits to the right of the master. At this point, she seems very happy with all this. Yeah. She's like, she's even saying, like, hey, I wouldn't miss this for a thing. I'm on hey, board. It sounds great. Yep. I'm in. Um, so we go, uh, okay, we go to the rundown overgrown building that houses the giant black cube. <laughs> more, more monks clacking away. Yeah. Uh, the professor and Bev enter. He escorts her down an aisle that is lined with dozens of hooded, robed people holding candles. Dude, again, Resident Evil Four. You remember those characters in the that castle. had the hoods on the yeah, castle ones? In the castle. Bam. Yep. Uh, he leads her up to some stairs that lead to a platform that has a bed on it. Looking down, Bev sees on the other side of the platform dozens and dozens more cultists all holding candles. Yeah, it's she's up on this platform in this sexy weird outfit. There's all these monks hanging out with candles, all just kind of, oh, there's <laughs> like this ominous music in the background. Yeah. It's it's pretty surreal. Yeah. And then the platform begins to move. <laughs> like it's carried or levitating. I don't know, but it starts moving. It starts raising up. And it moves forward and she's carried over to like this giant, the giant black cube. It's like she's on another train track. It, it kind of is. Like a monk train's there. He's like, ah, I got another part. All yeah. right. And she's carried past more cultists and, and, and all this. Uh, the platform comes to a stop. Bev lies down on the bed. The professor makes some weird facial expressions and raises his arms up. And we see rising up behind Bev from the cube is a giant block of ice. Yes. And frozen in, like Captain America is like a hooded demon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like this hooded demon that comes up. And the ice block raises up. And then it raises up and you can see its hands. And it's these weird, creepy long, long fingers. But then block. he starts fingering his fingers around like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to blast her. <laughs> uh, Vesna pops up again. Yeah. She goes up to Bev on the platform. Starts filling her up again as she yeah. runs her hand up Bev's leg. Again, up to her, she, she fingers bangs she, Bev again. She comes up and she starts fingering Bev again. Only this time, Vesna freaks out. <gasps> she turns towards the professor and all the coaches and shouts, She's not a virgin! <laughs> or, and then all hell breaks loose. Dude, she goes, She's not a virgin! <gasps> Flip the switch on the chaos. Uh... Lightning begins to flash. Shit like starts Tornado blowing. level winds are blowing around. Everyone's the, screaming. The demon in the ice starts screaming. Bev sits up and in slow motion kicks a screaming Vesna off the platform. <laughs> like, kicks that bitch in the chest and she goes flying the down. The professor starts screaming, no! Things start exploding. The demon in the ice then suddenly <laughs> spontaneously explodes. Yeah. So with, he's like, encased oh, in like, ice and explodes. It's like firework level, like yeah. sparkler. And yeah, going it's up. like it's like a fucking it's like in the the, the arrestor's entrance within yes. a pyro. Yeah, like the, the like the shooting up of the sparkles like and stuff. Goldberg just came out. <laughs> She's not a virgin. Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> There's sparklers in the fog and the smoke. Oh. 
The culture starts screaming. They're scrambling. They're running away. Vesna gets trampled, I think. I think she, she kind of gives up a gasping death. Yeah. <sighs> uh, the professor starts making his way to the cube. When he reaches it, he collapses to the ground, leaning up against it. And now his face starts to decay away in a horrible yet awesomely bad special effect. It's like fade shifting of layers of his face. It's like cut, fade, cut, fade, shift, cut, fade, shift. Yeah. Uh, like it take away layer, take away layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until it's... all that stuff is this bloody skull that then collapses to the ground. <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? Okay. All right. Uh, the storm passes. Bev gets up, stands up, crossfade to an airport. Some customs guy gives Bev some shit about her passport. He's just, yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, you need to take your passport photo again. How long has this been? Three months ago. Oh, you look like you've had some hard times. You look like you've seen some shit. Yeah, but <laughs> she looks fine. Yeah, she looks exactly the same. Looks yeah. exactly the same. Yep. Uh, so Bev's about to board a plane with some woman, maybe a stewardess, or maybe she's someone from the train force. I don't know. The rumor, woman runs up to Bev, says that some guy left this for her on the desk. She then hands Bev the old book her mother gave her in the beginning. Which we never saw. Never, never up until, yeah. yeah it's just so fine. So only, like, uh-huh, yeah. okay. Uh, Bev asks her who left it. The woman points over and says, this, he did. And we see the hunky flute player waving through a window. Who suddenly looks like a giant nerd. Yeah. He mm-hmm. looks like a total geek. You he can't, does. He at least got, like... I guess his hood was kind of hiding, making him look a little more physically imposing because he's like this pencil neck, like skinny arm, waving so awkwardly <laughs> in a members-only jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think he was married in a members-only well, jacket. Well, it was a yeah. Serbian version of a uh, members-only And then he only just jacket. like disappears. He yeah. just disappears. Bev like, huh. huh, and she gets on the plane. Yeah, like like many reactions she has to incredible, awkward, like bizarre situations. Just nothing. Huh. <laughs> Uh, we cut to a toy plane, quote unquote, flying through more dude, fog and smoke. Dude, dude this might as well be like a toy plane on a stick. Because <laughs> they're just like, That's there's just so many, like, you can just like. imagine somebody's like, fingers are pinching just the bare tip of the tail this fin is, this is, and just holding it off the camera. Ed, this is Ed Wood level. Yeah. This is Ed Wood right here. Yeah. Uh, Bev's flipping through the old book and finds a picture of the flute man. Of the hunky flute guy. Below the picture, it reads, Marius, a monk of the 11th century, condemned to death, burned at the stake for demonic practices, rehabilitated in 1625 after being recognized as one of the greatest defenders of the church in the battle against the evil one, ordained a saint in the same year. So Saint Sexy. Saint Sexy gave uh, her the gave her a bone. Gave her, gave her the old he, gave her the old skin flute. He martyred her, we'll say. Uh or I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the old skin, skin flute. flute. The, old skin flute. <laughs> the old skin flute and uh, uh she stopped Satan. Yeah. So yeah, Bev smiles, closes the book, holds it to her chest. The plane gets hit by some turbulence. The power in the cabin flickers on and off. Again, she does not seem too concerned. No, lightning, Everyone else is freaking yeah, out. Yeah, everyone's freaking out. She's just sitting there. Lightning crashes outside, and then all of a sudden, clawed demon hands come crashing through the window. It's a muck plane! It, it's a muck plane, <laughs> part two! I, it, oh, my God. It was just a free frame. A muck plane. A muck plane coming soon. <laughs> Oh, I God. was so excited. I'm like, it's a muck play. <laughs> that would be all. But they, the, the, the demon hands grab Bev by the neck and start pulling her out the window. Uh, blackout. Bev's waking up by a stewardess who asks Bev if she can get her anything. In almost a whiny, childlike voice, Bev just says, I want to go home. 
Uh, flute music begins to play. Pan out, freeze frame, roll, roll credits. credits. That, that guys, is that is fucking a muck train. Holy shit. Wow. Holy <laughs> shit. I knew this was going to be a, a epic or pretty awesome movie once I knew I had to do it and I did, it lived up to it. So, all right, moving on to uh, <laughs> uh, favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. Aaron, what you got for favorite kill this week? Jesus Christ. The effects were pretty good. I'm having a hard time with my favorite one. Like, is it Bev with her face ripping off for no reason? Christy. Christy, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pardon me. Christy. Is it Christy for her face ripping off for no reason? Is it uh, <laughs> fucking get Melanie getting her head chopped off in the <laughs> fucking, like, in the lake from a mug train? <laughs> but honestly, I think the one that I, I liked the most was the guy getting his head cut off, the conductor getting his head cut off. The engineer? The engineer, yeah, same thing. Yeah, uh, getting his head cut off. By the cow catcher, and just that smearing kind of technique. I like that one while he's screaming. I, yeah, um, that was my favorite kill. I'm kind of right there with you. Like they're they were surprisingly good. Uh, I'm not. I'm right there. Like that was one of my favorite ones too. Yeah. Like halfway decent. Or do effects? I go with that or do I, and Christie's was great too. Yeah, because it was so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. The whole scene was so bizarre. Um. The engineer was great because it, it helped set the mood. Because I was like, oh wow, that's really good. But I think that's probably my runner-up. I think I'm probably going with Christy because mm-hmm. uh, it, it's so fucking weird. Everything around, like it's Kev, so Kevin's vomiting up blood, the maggots, the worms, and then just the laxatives. Like, huh? You just let a fart like, leave because like of the, a stinky like, fart. Like that was rude. Like the way he left the room was like, oh, how how dare you do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like that whole thing. But and, and but the effect of her ripping her face off it was with good. The death scenes were so much better than I thought they would be yes. for this movie. Yes. So I gotta give it credit for that. All right, so that's uh, that's favorite kills. Let's move <laughs> on to uh, odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, odds and ends ratings. IMDb gives it a four point eight out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes. There is no official thermometer score. With a 5% audience score. Oh. 5%. That's low. Amazon gives it a 3.8 out of 5. Plot keywords, there were 26. Seven, or I'm sorry, there were 28. Uh, seven of the 28 deal with, no, 26. Seven of the 26 deal with being a sequel or having a number or Roman numeral in the title. Huh. So, and then three of them are virgin related. So there's not a whole <laughs> lot of variety or, or fun ones in this. But Is, is Train on there? Uh, train was, yeah, Train was off. Good. Um, so we already talked, uh, trivia moving on. We already talked about the, the uh, renaming of the film Beyond the Door 3. Yeah. But other titles, some of the foreign titles are kind of fun. Uh, in France, it's called Evil Train. Iceland, it's called, this was fucking weird. Winds of Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Italy, it's just called The Train. South Korea, it's called The uh, Dark Train. And UK, it's probably the best of the titles. It's called Death Train. Uh, but I don't with, know, man. A muck train is pretty fucking it's awesome. It's pretty fucking funny. I, great. I like a muck train the, the most. Train. <laughs> that's the best title. Uh, but it's like, so awkward. Yeah, who's yeah. A, one who says a muck? I know, a muck. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. Wait, something a death train is probably the most suitable, most... Sure. But yeah, a muck train is probably the most fun and weird, but Winds of Evil is just what, it's so strange. Yeah. Um, budget, could not find the budget for this. Uh, didn't really surprise me, but I was hoping I would. Yeah. Uh, that's that brings us to this week's five star reviews. 
These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. Uh, there are only 10 total reviews on Amazon. Wow. Surprisingly, zero one star reviews huh. for this movie. Um, so from Matt Allgood writes, Beyond the Door 3, hot soup. <laughs> I was so happy to find this gem on DVD. I love Beyond the Door films. A great, goofy time. Five stars. Esther writes, I love this movie. Watch it a lot. Five stars. That's really it from Amazon. Okay. So I wrote down one review off of... Uh, IMDb? I think this is IMDb, they yeah. They tend to write long ones. They do, but they, they, do. they write fucking novels on there, yeah. and I don't understand that. But this, I wrote down this one uh, from Extra Spawn. Everyone who gave this movie a bad review is fired from ever reviewing a B-horror movie again. There are two kinds of horror movies. There are ones such as The Exorcist and Halloween, which for whatever reason have mass appeal. Maybe because they're good movies, <laughs> that's why. Uh, and then there's ones like Beyond the Door 3, obscure low-budget oddities which suddenly appear on video store new release walls with a no-name cast and crew and really nothing recommend them other than a really neat cover box. They're usually made on a shoestring budget and plots recycled from other movies, but they have only one goal, and that is to entertain. And Beyond the Door 3 certainly succeeds in that area. I have seen this little gem of a flick more than a dozen times, and I'm thoroughly entertained each time. To hell with characterizations and plotting plot, plot devices. This little flick wants to entertain and scare you, and it does. When you rent a movie like Beyond the Door 3, you should have some idea what you're in for. Especially since it's part three, so you're renting it having probably seen the first two installments, so you shouldn't be disappointed with its cheesy or flatly directed, etc. That's what fans of these types of movies want. So shame on everyone who watched this movie and was disappointed. Go watch Matlock with your grandma, you <laughs> sissies. That's, that's his review. That guy's a little, uh... I mean... I get it. Yeah, but... Uh, but still, at the same time, man, calm down. Yeah. Calm down a little bit. I also find weird that every... None of them referred to it as a muck train. Everybody said Beyond the Door 3, Beyond the Door 3. Yeah. Which I found really odd. I wonder if they recently renamed it a muck train. It was a it was its original title. When was the DVD released? That's uh, a good question. Because if the DVD was repackaged or if it was bought by a new distributing company and they're like, you know what? Fuck Beyond the Door 3. Let's call it a muck train. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we do know it comes. To, we come to our final thoughts. Our, wrap this up, Aaron. Our train ride has come to an end. Yes. What What is your time thoughts? to pack up? Kind of reminisce on, on our journey. I I have to say, everyone needs to see this movie. <laughs> so bad it's good. <laughs> Holy shit! A mug train is an absolute fun ride. You're going to enjoy getting on the train. It takes a little long time sometimes. You know, the pa- the journey is a little longer at times. But that's also the pleasure of riding the train. You know, you go for the ambiance. You go for the experience. And this is a great experience. And I don't know what it is about the ending that I just love so much. Where basically it's just like... Go ahead and fuck, because you're going to beat Satan if you get laid. If you're a virgin, you're going to doom the world to the end. So go out, get laid, be a savior. Yeah, normally it's a virgin. Yeah, it's, oh, we diverge as a virgin. But no, no, she got banged by Saint Sexy. Save the world. I fucking love this movie. Hot soup for everyone. Hot soup. So bad it's good. I love uh, a muck train. I thought that for a muck train, a muck does not give a fuck. <laughs> a muck don't give no fuck. God damn, it's so weird. I want that on a shirt. Yeah. A muck don't give no fuck. 
Oh, if we had like a line of shirts, that'd be our next shirt. That'd be good. I, I want a Swamp Ape a shirt muck, and a Muck Don't Give muck, No Fuck. Don't Give No Fuck. <laughs> uh, I thought for sure going into this, I was going to say so bad it's scary. I thought for sure this movie was going to be absolutely re- ridiculous, which it is. but It, it uh, definitely <laughs> is. It but, definitely is. But I was like, there's no way this going to be good. And it really isn't. But Jesus. I had so much fun doing this episode and talking about this. I was laughing so hard. Like, I'm getting cramps and, like, it hurts. But I guess I meant, yeah, watch it. I'm so mad it's good. So yeah. we're gonna- <laughs> I watch it with my wife, and she doesn't like a lot of these horror movies that I watch. But she's playing on her phone, and she keeps looking up, like, what the fuck is going on now? I'm like, it's a buck train, baby. It don't stop for shit. She's like, is it going through a lake? I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> So uh, I think that's our second week in a row now. We're going to clean sweep this and, and say so bad it's good for both of us. Yes. It's <laughs> so nuts. And the nice thing is anybody can watch it right now. I was going to say, I keep forgetting that because like, yeah, watch it. But like, oh, you can't watch it. You have to buy it. But apparently you can find it on YouTube. You so it on definitely YouTube. go find it on YouTube. Find it on YouTube while it's still available. And actually, this is something I wanted to bring up the top of the show and I kind of forgot. But I did get a message on one of our, one of our followers on Instagram messaged us and said, where are you guys finding a lot of your movies? And I remember the on our earlier oh, yeah, episodes, we used to always say where we found the movies. Now, prime, we still, I got I got away from that for a while, and I realized that, and that's where the last few weeks I've started going back to where yeah, I found cause we, them. Yeah, because we've had a lot of uh, you know people reaching out to us going, "Where are you guys finding it? Where are you guys finding it?" Because we've even had that in some of our comments. You know, where can I find this movie? And that's something we need to just bring back. I think. Well, I've been, like, I, I, I'm, yeah. I've been trying to do that. Like this yeah. week, and I think last week, I. Um, I've been doing that, but I, I think I got discovered Grant because we were, it was like, it's been like Amazon for like a year straight. Yeah, like, we, most of them are Amazon. Like, with the exception and, and of like they got, they've got such a great selection. Yeah. I, and yeah, and you get them cheap and or free. And yeah. Uh, and net, we started off with Netflix. A lot of our earlier ones were on Netflix, but Netflix really started dropping the ball and my concern when it came to horror movies. And that's, that's something. And especially with bad horror movies like we did like yeah. we want like so yeah i forget what she was saying but she was saying you know she, she was the listener who recommended the black room um she changed her name on instagram for some reason oh, it used to like be d- degenerate yeah, X, now it's something X, else I don't, I don't i don't know what it is off the top of my head but yeah she was saying uh you know netflix is dropping the ball they're not showing good cheesy schlocky horror movies where where you guys find these so yeah well, uh, but, but this one you can watch on youtube baby yep check it out or you can do yourself a favor and spend 10 bucks and buy yourself a copy of it. True, because I own a copy. Thanks, Marshall. Yeah, well, or like I said, we'll, we're going to actually probably do a giveaway coming up soon. And we'll, we'll, put that, we'll put that copy of a muck train. Unless Ooh. Aaron decides he wants to keep that gem for himself. But we'll probably put it in the giveaway pile. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Party wants to keep it. Party wants to, you know, got it on YouTube. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Uh, just ran a little long tonight, but it was worth the ride. This was a great fucking ride. Uh, so hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to keep listening. Check out uh, all of our shit on Instagram, all of our social media, and uh, get keep voting in our horrible horror March March Madness tournament of awfulness, March movie Madness tournament of awfulness. Final fucked up four starting this week. Uh, getting down to name a champion next, uh, in, I guess two weeks or so. Uh, all right, guys, thanks for this is us. We're signing off. In the meantime, till next time, watch more horror movies. Remember to always keep it tight. Choo-choo.